You're listening to Thursday Nights, Season 4, Episode 110. Generous of a term. For it is bear jaw, hand over hand, pulling the mighty chain that lifts the elevator platform that Oil Vane, Drewston, Scrimcorn, Baron, Mock, Bear Jaw, Taita, and Aurora, and Betsy the Boulette are all riding. Betsy the Boulette. Rising up from the depths of Deepa Mascar. <laughs> Deep in the Underdark, all the way up to the surface, hopefully. It's been a few hours. How is it very noisy as we move this thing? I mean, this is like mechanical it, chain. Like you, it, it is the sound of a chain tick, 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 tick. As the chain, it's really just as the chain touches the, there's two noises that you hear. There's the, as the chain moves along the gearing mechanism, uh, uh, that's that's mostly underneath the platform that you're on. The chain goes through a hole that goes down into the platform, goes over a gearing mechanism, comes back out of a hole. You know, it creates Slack a Slack is it's up a there loop. somehow. Slack is somehow up higher up. And uh, so there's a noise. There's the noise of the of the chain sort of touching that metal. You know, as as each chain link just goes yeah, like yeah. hits it. There's the secondary noise is a ratcheting mechanism that the uh, that the two sides of this elevator platform has a, a sort of wheels on the side that uh, that ratchet into teeth on the so- two sides of the elevator shaft so that at any time if you stop pulling the chain it does not descend so it's uh it's pretty noisy yeah um, <clears throat> on the whole you have to pull on the chain the other way to go down um I never actually visualized <laughs> what the like or is there like a lever you turn I would like, imagine that you did there's got to be some sort of like auto switching of the ratchet like a real ratchet has settings you can move forward. yeah 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 you like you like hold the there's thing there's got to be some sort of like toggle within the gearbox that when you go upside down or the, the reverse way it feeds it down ratcheting yeah yeah so it's got a uh, it's got a lever uh, uh, it's got a lever on each side that unlatches the uh, ratcheting mechanism. And Baron and Mock, while you were moving swiftly, like you got enough of like a sight of the thing. Pretty standard like ratcheting mechanism. Yeah. Like not not something that's <coughs> terribly hard you would to just build see. A permanent elevator in a mine shaft. You could see that it had a little bit of a safety. Not sure how reliable this one would be, but if it would drop too fast, those levers would likely fling back the other way and mm. stop the elevator from falling. Uh, going that's down awesome. obviously more dangerous than going up. <coughs> Uh, so, they ride up on this lift. It's expected to be a couple of days. Uh, Bearjaw has been pulling for quite some time. Meanwhile, Drewston, Taita, and Baron? Yeah. Baron are inside the Brickstone. Oh, yeah, they're busy. Preparing the Dwergar, uh, the, the mechanically augmented Dwergar body for extraction of its, its mechanical procedure. parts, its magical mechanical parts. Oh, I like it. 
Brickstone portal. While they're gone, we talk shit about them. I like it. We couldn't hear you. That's right. <laughs> so let's uh, let's hop into this operation. I remember uh, we're within one of the old rooms of Kundrakar. I meant perhaps just a savior memory of it. Dilapidated over time, and we are in a, in a, a dwarven sept, but everything is so covered in just cobwebs and faded by age they can't even see which of the dwarven gods it was to, though Baron probably can, even with all that. He's got a just Clack it in. Um, I have a thought, cousin. You said this thing's going to explode in a short amount of time or something? Based oh. on what, what triggers it? I believe so. I believe tinkering with it, or just time was it? The, it the corpse seemed... is decaying or something. Uh, the like more to setting in. The stability of the magical enchantments in uh, in these various parts is uh, feeds off of the life energy of the host body. It is both what sustains the magical items uh, in their state and also what kills the host over time. I expect that in less than a day, uh, it will reach a point of uh, explosive decomposition. I could uh, slow the rate of decay so it wouldn't well, rot. I don't know if that would give us more idea. time or anything. Well, if you wanted, I, would, would you think that would would be that be the mechanism that triggers it exploding? In case you wanted another more time to look at this? Perhaps. Let's see what we can get with this go around first. I think I'd more appreciate your expertise at uh, the anatomy of dwarves. From your time binding wounds and such. Well, it's honest work. So he's gonna get out uh, some of his tools that he uses to Free artifacts from tombs. I guess that's kind of what that Shovel. Is. Chisel. <laughs> Crowbar. Uh, and he's going to start kind of gently poking and prodding and uh, checking in with Baron. So, uh, how does this connect with that? Uh, do you think this is connected to something vital? And such to try and uh, rip out this belt without getting the thing to explode. Yeah, so the mechanism is uh, it is on his belt. So at first, it sounds like you are trying to. He's trying to figure out how what. Do you, how do you proceed? Yeah, so first, step. first, he's looking around and trying to figure out what is the mechanism that's going to cause this to explode if he removes it. So trying to identify that first. Ah, so gotcha. The then what, where's uh, the trigger? Then what you're looking for is arcane here. You're trying to understand uh, the your the. It's not physically trapped. This is, uh, the, the, what the Titan has explained that everything here is magical energies. It's it's uh, it's the stability of the uh, of the magic. The explosion that could happen from failure here is a is an arcane destabilization of the structure. It is not trapped so much as just very volatile. difficult. It's volatile. It's, it is volatile. It is difficult to remove by its nature. Whether or not the Dwergar build it this way on purpose to prevent others from using it it seems within their nature would they even make it that way and it even causes the host body to die more rapidly because they choose to put that in there also a bit on brand for the Dwergar sure but these are all suppositions they would see value added in that 
Then he is going to Including ask Taita as an arcane <laughs> expert herself, because Drusenak is not an arcane expert. He's smart, and he's been around it, but he hasn't really studied it. Uh, so he says, oh, Taita, you'll seem more familiar with uh, these sort of arcane things, but well, could you lend me uh, an eye? And he, like, looks at Taita's blank metal face. <laughs> uh, she looks and she says, yes, that is why I am in here. I would be happy to provide assistance, but I will be leaving this place should I find that the threat and risk to my body and life force becomes more than the potential reward that we would be uh, getting from this. That is understandable. My body is already significantly metal, and uh, I do not need any more trinkets attached to it. Oh, right. Dares at you for a while. Understood. We are full of meat beans, but help us out anyways, and we'll be able to help you in turn. So, what are we doing? She can uh, she can give you advantage on your arcane Excellent check. day. What's the challenge? Oh, right. Uh, uh, so you're trying to understand, like, the, 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 the first step here is you're trying to understand... Yeah, the, what is it that's going to cause this thing to explode? Where's the red wire? Yeah, what's what's the uh, what's the risk? What's the big oh, do-not-do okay. thing? So, uh, that's a, a DC 15 arcana. Alright, I got plus four. Ka-chow. Yep, Ka-chow. I got 20. No, that was a 16 before I knocked it over. Uh, yeah, a total of 20. So, he's looking with Taita's help. Uh, he sees all sorts of, you know, glyphs and, and different runes on here and such and some many of them he recognizes but not necessarily the one that is the explodey rune and the kind of consulted Taita well also making some notes um but what you find is not that there's like a rune that makes it explode uh uh it's it's there's there's some of that because there's a lot of there's a lot of sort of explosive um explosive shunting of arcane energy throughout the body and uh, Drusen's finding that, yeah, the way it makes it work is it, like, rapidly pulls energy from the host body to power these things. It is quite possibly very painful each time every one of these is used as it, uh, uh, as it just would, like, suck the breath out of you, but at an arcane level, uh, to activate these things. Uh, what Drusen's seeing is if, if this were removed in the wrong way, it could trigger that shunting of arcane energy, and without a living, breathing body to uh, buffer. to sort of buffer that, uh, that is where the the risk is. Okay. So with that, he feels that he could uh, go at this a bit safer, uh, a bit safer. Baron, what are you doing? Passing up to class again. Passing up to class. Yes. Um... <laughs> <laughs> With the, uh, with the arcane investigation, he doesn't actually have much to, <laughs> no, to offer. That's done. So what are you doing now? We're, now that we're done with the arcane investigation? How are you helping in this situation right now? What are you doing? Offering him advice on dwarven physiology, and this is connected to that, and the dangers, and how it might be attached that to shouldn't be there. whatever <laughs> thing, and trying to understand how this is inter- interfaced I, give, with Give us some body. specifics. What is he looking at? With, his, with the belt? Um, this thing is... Or the whole body, like this is this is this is you know how are you? What what is what is Baron doing? What do we see? Uh, Baron is looking at this thing, and he's got a little probe, and he's looking at like where the boots are attached to the flesh. He's looking at the edges of these things to try and see like how integrated is this? The frontier. Like how attached are they? All right. Medicine check for sure. 
Okay. It's a DC 15 medicine check. Where is my pad of paper, by the way? It's right over next to you, and then it ah, got moved. I moved it over there. Thank you. All right, DC 15 medicine check. That's uh, that's an 11. Mysterious. Uh, so mysterious. As Baron is uh, sort of, I, I like that you're you're looking at the edges of where the connections are to this to this body, where the flesh ends and the metal begins. Yeah, there has to be a, a point of integration. You know that it's it's mainly arcane in nature, but in order to even do this, even with a, a, a powerful wizard, it's going to require a great deal of understanding of physiology to be able to do this without the subject just bleeding out. Yeah. Uh, you know, this is. You can see the signs of amputation where the legs were intentionally cut off, uh, uh, you know, in order to replace it here. And what Baron sees specifically around the belt is uh, is that the belt seems to not just be like a band around. To call it a belt is probably completely incorrect. There are many parts where it digs into the flesh and goes deep into the body. It's hard to tell just how much of the torso of this dwarf remains from its flesh body. And uh, as Baron is very carefully looking at this, uh, uh, sort of like prodding one little area with the probe, a sharp blast of magical uh, uh, of magical energy shoots out, and the body convulses, and you hear a grinding of metal. And uh, go ahead and roll a dexterity saving throw as this sharp force of energy. Just All right. Baron. Uh, not terrible. That's a 17. Oh, sorry, I should have given the DC first, but uh, D- DC uh, 16. Uh, 17. <laughs> so you succeed, you will take half damage. Super. Is this arcane damage? Electrical damage? Thunder uh, I'll damage. roll it in a moment. Emotional You'll see. Damage. I need the roll from uh, Justin over here. Oh, so me too. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, both, and Taika as well? DC 16. I'm not rolling for her. What? Show the narrative. You can't find your last deep. Yeah, uh, Take full damage. <laughs> That's the true sense new catch. Uh, you go, so go ahead and roll a saving throw for Tida. Uh, yeah. Shitty. I'll roll. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Get it, Tida. That's a 20. That's <laughs> a natural 20. Got your back. <laughs> See, you always got to roll for the NPC. I don't know why I said no. That was the wrong decision. Um, so, uh, 9 uh, plus cool 7 is uh, 16 plus 5 is. Twenty-one. That'll be that'll be twenty-one. Is arcane oh, its own damage no. type? No, it's not. Yeah. What would it be? Force. He got radiant. He got be lightning. Force then. Oh. Uh, force. So we're thrown back. Boom, you hit the yeah. Side. It's a it's a slam of arcane force. What was that number again? I think I said twenty-one. Twenty-one. So ten. I would ask that on a critical success, Taisha reveals one of her tricks that she has in her sleeve. Oh yeah. She um uh. Taita's, remember she has like sh- sort of sharp, almost claws yeah. as fingers. As uh, as Baron pulls just uh, like, just pokes that one area. Taita, even before the energy is released, she just clenches her fist. And as the blast goes out, you see as Baron, uh, uh, Baron mostly like stands against the brunt. He sees it coming as he like pokes and it hits him. But Drustin is flown back, at, or is thrown back, Flung. as uh, as the force slams into just a shimmering uh, shield that appears in front mm. of Taita, and then she releases her fist. Oh! Oh! Ouch! Oh. Uh, 
have Is a this feeling. worth the trouble, ah. cousins? We just toss it overboard. What? Mop. Mop. Could you help me own anatomy here, cousin? I can't see. Time is of the essence now, as you've seen that now that you've started to poke and prod at this uh, part, there's a, you're seeing like a little bit of vibration in this area. You need to finish, you need to finish the extraction of this particular thing uh, now. If you abandon, it will, uh, uh, as in, if you well, stop to heal result. yourself. Is there time for Baron to cast a healing spell? Uh, is there time for Baron to cast a healing spell? Uh, yes, uh, you could do that. Sure. Heal me and I'm gonna go for it, Tater! I don't know, but... Can you Danae, blame me after you leave! Uh, and She's like, why would I? Understanding where the, uh, the, the explosive part of it is, he takes Uncle Faldirk's, uh, uh... Shovel and just jams it under, and he's got the potion of giant strength in him right now. Oh, that's he right. He that to lift this thing that's in, right. and he just goes <laughs> and just tries to fling this thing off. He tries to fling uh, the the pry. belt. Tries to pry the belt off, like a avoiding the, with the, the explosive with brute, brute part of it. Where subtlety has failed, rip it off. He's the trying for yeah. brute force. Okay. Like, that's what he should have uh, started with in the well, first place. How hurt is Drustin looking? I'm He's at 37 to... out of 58. He is bleeding from his ears from that force. 37 nice. out of 58. Those two. Okay. All right. So he's trying to... He's using too loud. That, using that leverage to get Understanding it. Understanding um, from Taita and kind of Baron's help. Understanding that at some point, every once in a while, they had to remove this device and attach it to a new body. And when they did that, they didn't want the body to explode every time. So there is a precise area where you can just... It's like a, a safety catch, but it takes great strength because they would have big machine arms to do it. So he's going for it. Baron reaches out his hand to his cousin and says, Moradin, grant the blessed of life to my cousin! As you get... It's 11, it's 5, 16 hit points. As... The power of Morden flows oh. into Drustin to close his wounds and to stem the bleeding from his ears. That is when Drustin uh, uses the leverage of that shovel and the potion of giant strength. You're looking at a DC 20 strength check. Uh, athletics or just strength? Not that oh, it actually sorry. matters. Uh, yeah, well, it should be strength. And then it's going to be plus it would be, five. Yeah, it would be either way. I'm using inspiration. Oh, Beautiful. I have a plus five at this. You have portents that you'd like to consider? I have a portents of one. So no mock. <laughs> Whoa. I'm building on that one. Yeah. I, I, Don't use it on me. Aha. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, nice. Uh, what, was, what was the DC? 20. 21. Wow. <laughs> nice. Um... It is it is hard to get it off because uh, as Baron uh, as Baron had identified this belt, uh, which it is not really a belt. It, as you are uh, as you are pulling it off, you realize a part of it unlatches from the uh, from the backside. It almost breaks. There's a mechanism back there, and it's not a belt that comes out. It's almost a complete uh, 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 disc. Would that be the right name for it? Yeah, almost a complete disc, like a cross section of, uh, you know, like a like a slice yeah. of like, the torso. Like the um, and as he uh, 
as he gets the the, the leverage, and you hear a, you hear a popping, and then his first the sort of a part of the metal mechanism on the back snapping, and then another popping, which is definitely tendons, and then the crack of a bone as as Drewston oh, hoists the rest of it, the rest of it off, and the. This plate sort of slides out from the body as blood just starts pooling heavily on the ground, and you can see the body convulsing. As, yeah, imagine it's like a plate with like it's got a certain in the middle, and then like an open spot in the back, so you can like slip through the the spine. But there's just like holes and like bits of like intestines and nerves are now like where they've been yanked clear of. Those. That's exactly the case. Like it's a plate, but definitely a, the biggest hole in the plate is where the spine would be. And and then others are for like you said, just little bits of a lot. grabs it in his hand. And, As Drewston uh, grabs it in his hand, he realizes this thing is very unstable at the moment. It the needs belt itself. Yes, oh. it needs more work right, in order to like make this safe. You picked right. the hardest thing to yeah. stabilize here. Uh, so the body is convulsing, as you can see. Uh, as okay, you can well, see, some first of the. Off, let's hang on, let me over. let me explain oh, what's happening okay. here. So, as the body is convulsing, you can see some of the uh, some of the energies arcing. There's the little bits of lightning and some just sort of like pure arcane energy that uh, uh, that you've seen only in a few times before, uh, usually with powerful magics that have gone completely uh, awry, as you see little bits of uh, arcing energy and lightning uh, moving in that. Now, the body is almost split in half. The spine is intact, uh, uh, so he's still connected, but there's just this gap in the body where this so-called belt once was. And you, uh, so that's happening there, but the actual, uh, the, the, the plate that you have ripped out too is also, uh, starting to just vibrate in place and, like, rattle on the ground, and, uh, you can see it starting to glow, getting hotter and hotter. So Jason says, Titan, get this body out of here and throw it overboard. You Wait, don't should we want just any of the other parts? The body's vibrating and the belt's vibrating? Both of them Yeah, have he's gonna favor the belt and get rid of the body. If... If we if it explodes in here and we get out, the con- explosion should be contained. Yes. Perhaps that was the idea. Uh, yes, we determined that last week is the answer. Yeah, we, we are. We, we answered that. That was why you went. In the here. next time you make the bricks, though, swear our guts all over the place. Yeah, further, that's a great. All right, you need to make a decision oh, quickly right. here. Uh, he Both of these things go. are dangerous in their current state. Yeah, yeah, he made a decision. He said, Titan, get the body out of here and throw it overboard. I'm going to stay with the belt. Uh, he says, okay. And, uh... And throw it far from the elevator. And she goes and grabs and pulling, but it is slow progress. Uh, Baron assists her. All right. Uh, two loosely connected packs. <laughs> two loosely connected. Oh, that's true. <laughs> it says, we have to be careful. If this gets torqued in the wrong way, it will trigger the explosion immediately. This is a delicate operation that we are turning into a hoisting of, uh, of dangerous energies. Manager, we need a body disposed. She cannot hear you from outside the brickstone. Does yeah. Someone not travel? We we no. I would imagine I'm almost positive. She, no, sound does. Oh, sound does. She's not sure. Sound does. does she yeah, hear anything? You're right. Quiet. You're right. You just can't make yeah, attacks. We literally yeah. said that. Bearjaw hears that. Bearjaw does not feel attacked, so she can hear it. Yes. She stops picking at the chain and then walks over and sticks her head through and says, "What is the problem?" We need to heave a body overboard, and it's a bit heavy. <laughs> a bit heavy. As she she comes over and she goes, "Oh God, what have you 
done in here? And she's still picking up the body. Now, if you just pick up the body, as Taita said, that is extremely risky. You can she's go ahead and just do, do it that, that way. Unless someone tells Bok- Taita, how do you propose we do this then? Bok is definitely alerted. I do not have the answers to the situation. My plan is to leave this place when it becomes critical, which we are dangerously close to, but not quite at yet. I don't understand what you're saying is the trouble. We can't pick it up? If you just pick it up haphazardly, it will destroy itself. Bok shows up with ropes and splints. I'm sorry, am I not needed here? You're needed, Berja! Okay, I'm more of a pick Bok and Berja and Tristan and Baron are now all in the brickstone. They all squeeze. Tristan is ignoring them. <laughs> and just focus on the belly. He's focusing on the belly. Yeah. Solve this problem. Uh, that, that makes total sense. Um, we'll come back to you. We'll we'll, we'll yep. have this go. Mock so with, Mock comes in with two with two poles and a blanket creates a, spl- a a stretcher, and then he takes two other poles and moves to split the body so it won't twist and twerk and torque like Titus said we shouldn't do it. Idea is to secure it so as the body moves, it doesn't get distorted at all physically. I like it. Time, he, which is what he heard Titus said us not to do. Yes. Like, yeah, yeah. Okay, so that, that that's what he's doing. So he's again splint the body and then move it onto the stretcher where it can be moved calmly. Taita has like taken a few steps back towards the entrance to this brick stone here. <laughs> I'm saying the rest of us, since we can hear all this chaos. <laughs> yes, you can. <laughs> Under his breath, he says... Grim is just staying the opposite side of the platform. Under his breath, he says, uh, uh, Bear, if Titan leaves, shouldn't we all leave too? Knowing that Dressen will not listen to any sort of reason on this. <laughs> I mean, we could just... So, hang on, we gotta get your check. This is, this yeah. is time is of the... So, you should keep discussing, but let's get the roll in. Is uh, so you're trying to fashion? It, really, this is medicine. I'm trying to stabilize the body. I mean, this is either a like crafting or something, or, 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 or medicine. It's, it's medicine. The dynamics of the body. He's rolling it up in a blanket. He's not just rolling it up in a blanket. He's rolling, he's rolling, a, blanket. Body he's rolling a body in a blanket. blanket. He's 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 splinting it so that it will so that it will. Have everything to do with the the anatomy of a body. Yeah, that's what it is. So okay. this is uh, medicine. Okay. So hey, I like to try to. I'm trying to give the DCs before people roll, but go ahead. Uh, this is a. Um, this is a. This is a thing that anyone that has gotten any sort of training in first aid can do. This isn't easy. Like this a, is a DC ten. I got a tw- an eighteen. Got an eighteen. Mock's done this before. Yes. In stressful situations. Yes. Um, he gets that splint created, and he is. And when life is on the line, like you do this on the battlefield, so people don't die. You don't twerk them. They don't get worse or die. So he basically treats it as if it is a dying, a dying soldier on the battlefield, and that uh, it serves him today, even though it has nothing to do with the risk that's going on there. It happens to be applicable. Um, so Mock has got the body on it to the splint, and it is remember it's stretcher. very very heavy. Or on the stretcher. Splinted him on the stretcher. Splinted him on the stretcher, and it is of course very very heavy because it is half machine. Um, and so next, we have a, st- a stretcher needs two people to pick it up, and Bear John Walk was very strong. Lift, lift. I lift it. Yeah, they lift it. All right. Uh, Bearjaw and Mock are lifting that. So go ahead and uh, uh, Bearjaw, go ahead and uh, this is the, uh, this is an athletics check. All right. What is the difficulty of the check? Um, this thing's heavy, but not absurd. It's a DC seventeen. Is it just about lifting? Uh, 
Uh, that's a fourteen. You also have to reduce it down one. Is it out that of or the that? brickstone? Yeah, exactly. It's exactly. your. It's a. It's a. Uh, it's, it's a seventeen. It's still, athletics. So. Oh, athletics. Sorry, seventeen. Yeah. Seventeen. Okay. What did I say? Seventeen. Yeah, yeah. Holy moly! You said seventeen. That was close. Well, she's been so busy pulling this chain. It's like, oh, that's okay. right. Okay, let's so, do another thing. She's tired down to a seventeen. Bearjaw and Mock. Like are able to swiftly take this body out. Now the rest of you, Oil Veins, Crimcorn, and Aurora, see the the volatile like, and you can see it like it's like sparking. Like as you're holding it, it is sort of vibrating in the thing, getting worse and worse and worse, resonating into your arms. Get that out of here! And as they do, Mock realizes that they can't just pitch this off because it'll blow up the supports of the lift that they're on. The uh, the lift we did establish that the lift is supported entirely above you. Now, if the shaft took so much catastrophic damage, yeah, like the ratcheting, if like yeah, yeah, it's, 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 like structurally, there's yeah. questions in his mind. Mm. So like, a there should be questions in your mind. Dangling I, lift, yeah, exactly. There should be questions in your mind. Yeah, I'm I'm uh, simply reminding you, like for example, right. as soon as you were out of javelin throwing range of yeah. the dwarf guard, you weren't. Uh, you weren't worried about them they down below right, exactly. because there was no way to sort of make it collapse. Right. Uh, um, but right. So the, the amount of damage that this thing will do is unknown to you. Right. So and, and Mox just says, uh, "We gotta get it as clear of the lift as possible." Is there a way to aim for one of these outlets? Like looking at like the strange holes that we know exist on the side of this. Well, we get it somehow outside the ventilation area. outside the superstructure. Like, I can shot with this, but... Like, that eh? seems like... like how, So, help us understand the dimensions, like, the distances between... This is a 100-foot diameter right. tower. Right. Yeah, so you... Are you the drawing right. it is right here. Yeah. So, you've got... Uh, you've, like 50 feet you've got about 20 feet uh, to a side on this... Uh, on the I would say heaving a human body 50 feet is not a thing another human could do. But a Goliath could... Hang on, I'm trying to answer the, the, yeah. the, the first question. So you've got uh, you've got this tight shaft here with the ratcheting mechanisms. <laughs> Most of this place is open to uh, it is open to where you can see all this other areas. In the areas where the the chains uh, swap over to a new line, which we'll talk more about later, there are some catwalks that can go to the sides. But there are ventilation and uh, sort of uh, maintenance tunnels and such on this outer structure. Sure. Oh no! Oh. No. oh. That was the inspiration uh, die roll into the dungeon. That's why right. I never get it. Mock right. looks discriminating. Is there any way we can float this out one of those holes? All right, so you guys are discussing that. Let's go back to Drewston over here. So Drewston is remembering times that he was in a tomb. So we can give a ski ball. Magic reactions happening, and he had to escape or, or solve a quick puzzle, putting together a, a monkey statue that's in pieces before... The, the magical traps get him, uh, and uh, he's just trying to to prevent what he sees here as a magical puzzle from going off. All right, he's turning it, he's bopping it, he's twisting it. He's just like trying to just sort of like stabilize yeah, this thing, yeah, like looking at all what, the strangers. Think about something traps. On here yeah, that right. stabilizes it. That is Arcana. Okay, DC. 20. This is the big thing. This is the make it stable outside of the host body. This is a hard thing to do. Probably not going to succeed with this one, boys and girls. You got it, Drew. It's got a plus four to this. 
If that's Ooh. Roll that 20. You know what you need to do. Go do it. Just roll 20. Nope. Oh. I was a 20. You got nine. Uh, Total? Yep. Ooh. As he is, as he is bopping it, twisting it, Pulling it. Pulling it. Flipping I don't know it, the other ones. It, Flipping it. Jerking it. Dragging it. Fuck it. Fucking <laughs> it. Stroking it. Uh, sweet, sweet love. <laughs> Squeeze. He, uh, get down he, like, by the fire. He's getting a sense of it. dies here. You guys are going to be very bad. Hang on, hang on. Drusen is... Drusen is getting a sense of it as he's as he's doing this. Like he he's confident that if this was a slow enough reaction, like he would get it. Like Drusen is extremely competent at what he's doing. Like this is this is his wheelhouse. Like exactly like defusing an arcane thing isn't his like primary thing he does, but he's knowledgeable enough. Um, he's someone that people would go to with questions like this if they were if they knew about him. And so. But the problem here is the speed at which it needs to be done. And that's the difference between, you know, someone who's like, this is exactly what they're good at, and someone that can do it, but it just takes some more time. Unfortunately, time is not what he has. And as he's continuing to sort of, like, look at this and do it, he doesn't do the wrong thing. It's just taking a little too long. And it's, uh, uh... and the energy coming out is violent, and he feels like a sharp stab in the hand in the beginning as he's doing it, and then another sort of shock to the body, and then a big blast comes uh, comes out at him. Give me another dexterity saving throw, please. I lost all my tens again. Do you want me to say it? Do you, you want to say number first? I found all my tens again. Do you want to say number first? Oh, oh, sorry. Yes, that's a DC fifteen. Dex saving throw. The fourteen here. Get it. Uh, what number is that? Oh, a natural twenty. That's a natural twenty. How dare you? I'm inclined to say on a natural twenty, you don't take any damage. Okay. Um, Beautiful. Natural twenties on skill checks. Let's hear about that's not the mechanics. It says saving throw. How do you get? That's a saving throw. I still take seven. Twenty. Sambo still takes something. Yeah, I vote that. Okay, I like that. I roll saving throw attacks a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Sam Sam sees a dangerous precedent being laid out with us. He's like, uh, case law. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Already established. (laughs) Fair enough. (laughs) You threw the fireball. The bad guy. Uh, nine, uh, sixteen, uh, twenty-two. Okay, so yes. do I take half? 22, you take half. So okay. the 11 force damage. So he recognizes that he's being too slow at this thing, and, uh, you know, they're in, like, a sept, and there's, like, stone pews covered in just, like, cobwebs and dust. So he just, like, hurls it and dies behind one of the, the stone pews. And he's still, like, rocked back against it, but it's not as bad as if he was standing there. Uh, Some roll saving throw for Taita. That's an eight. Uh, <laughs> yeah. this time. That's not enough. She gets rocked this time. She sees it coming, clenches her <laughs> fist, but uh, uh, she clenches her fist, but it like starts to form, but it's slow as she gets slammed back and rocked against the stone wall right next to the uh, sort of doorway that leads out of this place. And she goes, "Oh, that was not pleasant." And uh, you can see that this thing, this thing, this volatility is like, it's, it's, it's not just uh, vibrating on the ground. It's like rattling and like jumping in place as you can see bits of, uh, uh, it's force energy. So bits of like the pew that you're at, just like, like rocks get slammed off of it. There is still time to potentially reverse course on this, but it is getting towards the end. I'm going to give it one more try. 
Are you certain? I... And then, yeah, she doesn't double check. She uh, calmly takes a step out and says, he's going to uh, make one final try in a heroic, uh, fiery blast. Oh, damn it. <laughs> you're, you're in there, too. She no, it uh, oh, are you still in? No. Mm. I thought you... He did not narrate In anything. my mind, you came out with a stretcher, but you tell me where you are. We didn't have you roll the save. Uh, if you want to I can roll the save. You want me to roll the save? Were roll you the in save. there? Tell me. Just tell me if you were. Still I hadn't there. decided. So the worst case option is that I was in there. So let's say I was in there. I, I like it. Roll the save. You're so cruel to yourself. That's, that's the way it needs to be. No, plenty <laughs> good. Fifteen. You're I good. think that's that's pretty good. Seventeen. Yeah, yeah. It was Total? a fifteen. So, I oh, but it's still eleven damage. Eleven damage. 11 force damage. Uh, force damage. Yeah, so Baron is still in there with you. You guys, what are you doing with the body? So, um, he, we're he trying to figure asked out. Grim, he asked Grim a question. He said, Scrim, can you, can you float it off there? Let's get the <clears throat> druid finesse. And, uh, and Scrim thinks for a second, kind of, like, looks panicked, and, like, is, you can tell he's, like, looking at the tower. Like, if Mach was, like, looking at the tower that supports, Scrim's like, no, I'm concerned about that. Um, and, uh, it's a, ah, damn okay. fool dwarves! Give it to me! And he's going yeah. to wild shape. Yeah. Um, Are you sure? Well, we I could still throw it. We need to get it. I uh, scrim wild shapes. Okay, into a quetzalcoatl swarm. Um, quetzalcoatl swarm. Uh, what does that look not, like? Quetzalcoatlus. A scrimacoatlus. Okay, so just that makes more sense. Swarm I was like, that's a big swarm. Everything is a swarm of cells. Um, we're all swarms. And so we're he swarms. is going to uh, try to. Basically, uh, he, he says, give it to me, and he points basically at the edge of the platform, and his desire is that we put the body on an edge of this, and he's going to pick it up with his talons, yeah. and as gently as possible, glide down towards one of those windows, and fling, and fling it out. He's grabbing, he's grabbing the stretcher. Yeah, 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 two totally. Poles. He's keeping it bound together and is going to make use of that. One point of order. Okay, what's your point of order? This isn't he's this is happening right oh, now. What is right. now? What is what are you doing? As Mog is sitting there carrying the stretcher, he says to himself, those are some nice boots. On the guy they're not boots, to be clear. Oh they're not. I thought they were boots. Someone said boots. Yeah, no, no. they're boots. You, everyone has like been feet. describing them as clothing. They are not oh. clothing. They are integrated into the body. Every but imagine like things. Someone cut your legs off right. and then attached mechanical feet that yeah, were shaped like boots. Mechanical feet? Those are some nice things. Then, then, no, he's not interested yeah. in taking mechanical feet. Yeah, I they thought are, they were literally... They are cyborg body parts. That is... Every single part of here has been cyborg body parts. People have just been sure. calling them clothing names for fun. Right, right, right. I, that was not clear to me. Nor me. That's why it was this whole <laughs> okay. surgery to remove yeah, yeah, yeah. it. I was hoping Mock was going to complicate this. I like. More. I really want you to do the thing anyway. Mock would well, not Mark. try to take off a metal foot. He's uninterested. He knows nothing about yeah, that. Yeah, but if there were things, if these were like, if these were things that were powerful objects, Mock is a dwarf as the rest. He could see like material value in them. I was going to. There, my there is intense that. material value. They in are studded extreme. with. 50,000 so, gold. Let, yeah. Let's set the scene a little bit since yeah, you, yeah. you didn't have an understanding let, let, of the situation. Let's work this so it's, so it's yeah. fun, though. The, right. the, 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 the body yeah. has extremely valuable body parts. They are very powerful, magical, enchanted items, in a sense. But it's more uh, like the rod and But they are, they are body parts. So, as, Amputated legs replaced with these. As... Uh, as how fast is the metamorphosis process? I know in combat it's a certain thing, right. but give us a sense out of combat, because I, I don't know. Scrim 
I would say he. This is, is a rush like situation. He has to do it very quickly. He transforms very quickly. But there is a beat where he's getting into position to to grab yeah, the stretcher. It, it's a couple seconds. The situation is yeah, body is going to go supernova so. in seconds, not minutes. So if you jump in the way. That's right. No, no, no. So stuff. as that happens, like I said, those, those boots oh catch his eyes, and he and and in a heartbeat he. The greed rears its ugly head, and he says, "Maybe I can salvage one piece of this." And he wants to see if, if a single swipe of head shaver might be able to slice off those feet where they stand. Oh gosh. Okay, so Mock was present when Taita and Drusen were talking yeah. about how if any of these parts are removed, it will cause a violent arcane explosion. Uh, he, he wasn't present that, but like, so I mean, he was present. He was present because this was discussed on the lift. Yeah. When Drewston decided to make the brickstone gotcha. and make the operating theater, Perfect. you had no That's choice but yeah. to be. So I, I, I'm just. Th- this was all. You're definitely uh, present. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm understanding that. Okay, so he, no, he, he you could still get the boot by no, this no, no. mechanism. I, I understand. I understand. He's, he's, he's stinging this through. We could survive the hit. But no, no. <laughs> no, he, he will not consciously launch an explosion. He was he was reviewing the situation to see if he could take something from a body that was exploding, right. not if it was going to trigger an explosion. Yeah, That's all loose art. valuables have been removed. Perfect. Then, uh, then in that case, he, there is a hesitation. Bearjaw specifically, he was uh, notes like as he reaches for that, and and he and, then, and then he sees her here, sir. Go, you should definitely do it. And he realized what he's about to Wait. do in that moment. Aurora <laughs> has moved over towards she the portal of the brickstone, not sure which side of the portal uh, yeah. she wants Same. to be on in this exact moment. Yeah, we yeah. put explosives on both sides of the yeah. explosive yeah. box. Yeah. So there's no good choice. Yeah, I love it so much. <laughs> Don't worry, guys, we made a safe room. Just making sure we have grenades on both sides. We of the cut the bomb in half. Quick, split the bomb. Quick, <laughs> put the bomb in different spots. In this we moment talk about hesitation, the session that happened the way it did. In this moment of hesitation, no, you great. see the scrimacodilus. By the way, yeah. do not forget the scrimacodilus' head is that of a withered old woman <laughs> on top of the dinosaur body. It lets out a screech of extreme volume. Extreme. Uh, Mock is not standing in your way. Okay. <laughs> this is. This is athletics. It's about moving a heavy object uh, accurately and swiftly, but I think it's more about the strength in this case. Like a shot put. You know, a shot put is accuracy, but, like, strength is more what we We're trying to make this less like speedball and more like delivering mail in action. (laughs) We're trying to make that. Paperboy. Yeah, Paperboy was stronger than he was dexterous. I stand by that. I'm not gonna break fight windows you with that paper. I mean, yeah, it had no, no shit. It had no arc. You just, I mean, I've seen the stats. You want to build a throwing character? That's strength. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Okay, so Scrimcorn picks up you the stretcher in his Quetzalcoatlus form. You get advantage because you're using a spell and you're using a magical effect that uh, that is a particularly uh, advantageous in this scenario. Although I suppose you could say the strength of the creature's form sort of applies that by itself. I'm still saying advantage for now because I didn't think of that until I was halfway through the sentence. And I don't like taking away up. advantage when I've already said I'm giving it. Um, it so that's advantage. This is uh, uh, this is still pretty tough though, just like you guys lifting it. It's a DC 17. 17 is not bad. 
a villager could do that. So it could, but I mean, it is a body on a stretcher. It's kind of in a mechanically. It's not even a huge flap of wings. It is more just kind of leaning forward and gently trying to get as smooth as possible as it glides that body down towards one of those windows to fling it out. Aim for the troll. He's down there somewhere. What was it, DC? 17. 17. It's an 18. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> <clears throat> now, uh, has been delivered. It, now is cool. wisdom your uh, spellcasting stat? Yes. Uh, roll a DC 12 wisdom saving throw, please. And for that, I would still use my scrim brain. That almost, is just scrim brain. I almost just poured out my beer. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> or your homie. That's um, funny. That's uh, wisdom, yeah. uh, what was it DC? Every time. Uh, wisdom, saving throw, DC, 12. That is a 15. Alright. I have a good one. Nothing happens. We'll, we'll never know what that mechanic is about. What'd you say? We'll never know what that mechanic is about. At this rate, and I, I'm fine with that. Okay, with that. Considering the scenario. I would have rather that. found out on the ground. Come on, back to, <laughs> come back to base, Ghost Rider. We're waving you in. <laughs> and, and, like, releases his claws. At just the right moment, and so the body just hurls out the window. Yeah. Tosses the baby out the window. Nothing but net. And that's uh, an attack roll with improvised weapon yeah. yeah. Just just as I, would, I don't want to see it. Let's say it's a low 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 AC. <laughs> just to see what he How sees. How good are you at throwing a body yeah. through it, a window? Is it nothing but net, or is it kind of clean? Yeah. Yeah. Does he drive it home? Uh, okay, that is. Oh, is this going to be a strength, basically? I think an attack roll. It'd be dexterity because it's a throw. Oh, well, that's pretty good. No, no, no. Throw is strength, right? Throw is strength. Yeah. So yeah. That's, that's a, strength. a light weapon or not? 15. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's pretty solid. Good. Yeah. Wait for it. Guys, straight to moderately difficult. He, he, can hit a, he can hit a wooden or bone object, but not a stone object. <laughs> no. He releases and it sails right through. It sails right through, and uh, <laughs> it is just in time as, uh, as Scrim Quetzalcoatlus comes uh, uh, comes flying on back with one one strong like flap of the wings to uh, fly back upwards, and you can all hear the explosion. It's not an explosion of uh, of fire, you know. It's not TNT, but it is crackling and well, buttering. Can we get one of those arrival explosions? I love those arrival explosions. It is TNT. Uh, it's, not, it's not a fire bomb, it's a, it's a percussion. Oh yeah, the arrival explosion. It's anyway, like the implosion bomb or whatever. It is a it's a it's a concussive, you know, it's a concussive force. You can all feel the air compress as you hear it. And uh, you can even see like as you're looking out there, it's almost as if the entire wall shakes and you realize it wasn't the wall shaking. It was it was the insides of your body like getting slammed just at a distance, oh. causing your vision to just distort for a moment. Uh, uh, and then nothing more as there's silence from out that side. And Mock and looks to Marja. But hang on. We can take the hit. <laughs> I still now, think I could Hang on, before. hang on. The, base, the Drustin is still inside with a thing about to explode here. I regret nothing. Drustin, what are you doing? So Drustin's Mind directs very fast at things. Well, uh, Uncle Faldirk always used to say, if you realize a trap is going off and you can't get out of the way in time, stand there and keep your eyes open. So if you survive, the next time the trap goes off, you'll get out of the way. You'll know what's coming. Or you won't have any so, eyes. Drewston just had seen what had happened. And he just wants to kind of go back and 
the, the, the review of his memory and try and uh, it, almost investigate what had occurred and see what he should have done correctly. Uh-huh. Even if he is not trained in Arcana, he's never been to a wizarding school, he's, not, he's never studied the history of it, studied world history and the history of ancient civilizations, which often use magic. But he saw this thing, he saw the steps of what happened, and he wants to try and now, knowing what can go wrong, do the right thing. That'll be an investigate check. <laughs> an investigate check. Investigate check is actually perfect for this. Yes. Um, uh, I agree. An investigate check. Uh, this thing has gone uh, super volatile. It has changed. It is. It has changed states since you saw it. You know, since you were working with it a moment ago. So you're sort of investigating as it's changing, which is a particularly, uh, particularly challenging sort of form of investigation here. Um, so, uh, this is gonna be a DC of 21. Okay. Now, before you roll, this is something that I wanted to bring up, but I didn't beforehand, so I'm gonna put it to the players here. Um, this is, this is a natural thought I had when I was doing all this thinking about skill checks and making things Mm -hmm. more interesting. The, this, this thing we've been doing where your passive, uh, check, you just take it if your active check is lower than it. Can't when I was it. reviewing the rules, it's not in the rules to no. do it that way. We sort of we sort of deduced that that's what would happen since your passive is always on. Specifically, it started with perception checks. It's perception. Logically, yeah. narratively made more sense. Perception and investigation are the only things with passive yeah. things written on the character sheet. Yeah. So, so those are the only two with passives. So the, the thing is, we did it the, this way because we thought, well, aren't you always getting your passive? And therefore, if you roll an active and it's lower than your passive, you would have already seen if it was your passive. But the rules don't actually explain it that way. It says the passive check is there for when the dungeon master wants you to essentially make a hidden check. Um, and will use I your passive. I like it because otherwise I feel like we would never use the passive scores. I think it's a way for us to actually... Well, I, use, I use the passive scores all the time. Oh, you do? And we do have passive wisdom. There are three checks. Our passive insight. Oh yeah, passive insight is another. And I think somewhere in the text it said technically. I think if I were not a character who had taken the observation feat, it would not be as big of a thing. But it's kind of a, a choice I made with Drewston to make a skill-related thing. And I feel like if we... The way we've been doing it allows me to have that feat come up and be a part of the playstyle. Mm-hmm. I don't know that it's Does it only boost his passive? It only boosts his passive. passive. It's a weird uh-huh. thing. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's not it a would, boost to the check. It would be rough if the choice were either none or all. Yeah. The, yeah. I see. And it, so the idea is basically. it boosts your passive investigation. Only investigation? And passive perception. investigation and, and perception. perception. Yeah. So it boosts your passive. So if your game... If your dungeon master is not using the passive checks in a real, tangible, meaningful way, then that feat is worth. Then that feat is stupid. And even if he's using it in a tangible, meaningful way, but never says anything, it doesn't feel that. Great. It doesn't okay. feel. Okay. I'm hearing arguments that overall we like sticking with that mechanic, especially maybe largely because it makes that feat more interesting of a choice. I'm ambivalent on the rest, honestly, but like that was what Kevin's saying specifically makes sense to me. Like for, for for me, like I just—it's not that relevant. I'm yeah. more than happy to take the lower score if I roll on perception and roll lower than passive. That makes sense to me. Dr- like dressing situation specifically seems different. 
just seems different. It's kind of like important for your skill. It seems sort of like maybe time based. I don't know. It just like, seems like the feet could be better for our purposes. Yeah, it'd be the way we play. Seeing as how I'm about to get blown up, is this something that we could bring to the Howdy channel? Maybe, bring maybe, to the howdy. Maybe channel. bring to howdy. It's game no, no. Business. Well, we're deciding right okay. now because you're about to be blown. All right. Right. The decision has and to be uh, now for this keep role. passive. How we've been doing it. That's my vote. Are we voting? Is I can see an argument for. I'd like to get people's combat. opinions by way of vote, uh, and then I still just decide. I, that's fair. Um, my my opinion is that we don't change it. Uh, right mid adventure where he's basically <laughs> banking on that ability for this check right now. Yeah, that'd be a little. Seems... Gotcha. If I, if I well, vote, yeah. Uh, yeah, gotcha. If I had to vote to change or not right now, I would vote not to change, and be happy to talk about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think change that makes sense. It. Change it later. Uh, okay, then go for it. Investigation yeah. plus seven. Then I'll take my passive. <laughs> passive 22. Which is 22. Which is a success on the 21 difficulty. <gasps> what does... You you go ahead. This is it. This okay. is... This is... This is... Uh, you figure it out. So what... If you have got an idea of how... Of, of a narrative explanation the end? Here. Complete? Yes. We have the disc thing? Yes. Sweet. Victory! Uh, so Hold on. Hang on. But I want to... So it's magic. It's not necessarily... I thought you might have had something uh, do I, anyone else want to throw something out? Like as how he figures it out? Or what are we... What, what are we the flavoring? solution is. Yeah, yeah, anything. Anything here. But make it interesting. Okay, I mean, I, I can go. I just was checking yeah, to yeah, see if you had it, something in your it. head. I, I don't have a strong thing, but... Uh, yeah, it's, um... This thing gets its... It gets its stability from living energy, right? It, it was needed to be feeding off of a living host. What, what does Dristan have on him? That he could, that he could at least jury rig, uh, that he could augment in the short term some living energy. He collects a lot of trinkets, old things. Yes, yeah. channels a lot of his energy through things. What do you yeah. have that's alive? Doesn't necessarily have to be alive, but oh, yeah. something that could at least. I mean, he's got Anga. He so can yell at Baron to he throw uses a healing Anga. spell on. Yeah, it. he realizes yeah. that using that using Anga and channeling his energy through Anga, like he couldn't interface with this thing directly. It was too volatile. But as he channels a lot of his arcane energy through Anga with a lot of his magic, he realizes that's that's the key here. And perhaps with hesitation, or would in a moment like this, she just go full. Uh. Effort Anga into is it. more experienced magic than he is because she used to be a dryad, ah. the spirit of a dryad. So I like that uh, she's in like axolotl form right now, giant axolotl, and she just like leaps forward, glowing with green energy. He says, oh, "Of course, uh, Anga, uh, help me uh, connect to this thing." Uh, and uh, her green energy kind of flows through him and the device. And uh, and yeah, so as. Uh, as her green energy is just sort of flowing over it with uh, with Drusen's assistance, seeing how it had sort of uh, uh, reacted violently before, he's able to, you know, tell Anga, like, no, 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 more, you know, on this side, over here, and kind of understanding. And as it does so, Drusen, he sees, he sees from the energies escaping here and from the way it came out of that body, he almost sees the life energy and sort of he sees the spine and the and the, the 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 way that the body would have been around this thing and the different sort of you know the, the body has all sorts of different parts that are more more and less important to the life force that it contains you know the spine carries a great deal of 
a great deal of, uh, you know, sort of energy up and down the body. And so he's seeing there's a concentration there where she sort of fills the spine hole with a lot of her, uh, a lot of her energy and sort of like moving it around like that. And he's explaining it. And then it's just in a moment, it's just boom. And then just clatters to the ground as it is, becomes stable. Oh, well done, girl. Uh, and he picks it up and steps out of the brickstone and uh, holds up this device says, it is done. You could nay pay me 50,000 gold to wear it. <laughs> he kind of throws it to the ground. He just throws it over the edge. <laughs> Breaking the moment of calm is a moment of chaos as Scrimacodilus suddenly and with a great amount of shaking lands on the platform. Scrimacodilus is so big he takes up more than half his platform. In fact, he can't land on the platform if neither him nor Betsy are squeezing. <laughs> it's very crowded on here for a moment or two. Before uh, scrim, how does before Betsy react down. to sudden giant flying creature? With a like, woman's head. With a handle animal check? Like, we'll handle animal check, Mock. Since uh, Mock's just like watching the Kestigodilus come back towards Betsy, he can feel the the the, the, the tension. The tension rises. He's like. Oh, but just, it's grim. It's, it's just grim. Which she's I mean, seen before. She has seen before. But does she understand that and, yet? <laughs> and she has blind sight. You know, not always a, primarily a vision-based creature, given that she's mostly, or often underground. But then again, with the witch's head, it's truly terrifying. And in this situation, Makave, natural 19, <laughs> plus one, is able to reassert Reassert some uh, some level of influence over over uh, Betsy after the mishap, as we'll call it, uh, boarding boarding the lift a short time ago. What was the number I missed? It. Uh, overall twenty. Oh wow! Yeah, she's uh, she's calmed. She's calmed, and in fact, perhaps makes peace longer term with this terrifying form of the Quetzalcoatlus. This will not be the last time that that breaks out. Scream. Do they snuggle while it shoots back? One giant horrific animal to another? I think I know. <laughs> I think the odor. The odor. The, the, the pungent odor of a large dino druid. Do they snuggle each other's bits? Dino druid. <laughs> and scream on wild shapes back as we get a little more out of the room on here again. He says, That was madness! Madness! Next time you let me throw it, I'll give you the shot. Ah! Jerusalem says, I'll agree. That was not a necessary risk. I looked at Mark. It says, but perhaps, cousin, we could learn something still from this. The uh, kind of shoves with his foot towards you and says, a gift for your cousin. The, uh, which foot? He, no, he shoves the belt towards Oh, the belt. And the he says, well, the belt. Not, the and, and to be clear, plate. since there was confusion, it ain't a belt. It doesn't look like a belt. Yeah. It looks like that. It's, it's a, a metal plate. Yes. It looks it like a that. Spine that. below. Oh, which he appreciates. He, he, it's he, a spine belt. He says, ooh, surprisingly light <laughs> and flexible. Yeah, he says, uh, a very interesting material meriting some further study. He considered chopping off the feet from his own greed. I saw it in his eyes. Train me, Scrim! <laughs> I saw you better, you better waddle over to the other side of that! Are you ready to rip those feet off and kill us all? Is there anything else well, pressing? Give me an air, I'm gonna be a brickstone! And he goes into the brickstone. <laughs> it's great as if, if that, this is just, just, had blown up. 
even though the other side is on a protected side, they would have had a doorway just hovering in the middle of a giant elevator shaft with no elevator in it. Hmm? If this side had blown up and destroyed the elevator, then oh, even yeah, the yeah. people in the brickstone are yeah. stranded forever. We can diagnose the idea of begging a bomb into two and then separating them. We can talk about that. It's true. It's true. From up above, you hear a, Oi! Are you done? Anybody looks up will see the glint of glass. And Oil Bean is like 500 feet up watching you. <laughs> is he flying? No, he used Dimension Door and he's just hanging out. Uh, uh, the uh, the uh, Alcove. Uh, Are you done yet? I'm not going down with the ship. <laughs> he went, well, he would check out. He just figured he would wait. That's definitely wise. It's clear up here. Is it? Mm. Baron can't see you. That's true. The little, little crystals, uh, is it light up here other than, is there any other sorts of light? There are the crystals uh, down at the bottom. So yeah, they, uh, there are crystals uh, uh, on this lift that gives it uh, dim illumination. But how much does that go for? Like, is it crystals in the interior of the tower? Like, he's, he's far from us. Oh, sorry. Like, 500 feet away. Sorry, I, I missed uh, who you were looking at. Oil Vane. Oh, Oil Vane is up top. He's, uh, he's uh, not up top, but he's... He teleported further up. Oh, okay, sorry. Up the shaft. Um, yes, you, uh, well, you certainly, you can't see that far. No. Well, he was, uh, let's say he's like about 200 feet up. <laughs> I have dark vision 60. Yeah. We There's no the light, I don't see you. He said we saw the glimpse of light off the spyglass. Yeah. yeah. So he's up there. Yeah. He brought us a sandwich. He's hanging out with Snoop. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, um, so Bear Dog goes into the... Uh, into the brickstone. Because it's still there. With Mog. Yeah, what's, what's Mog doing? He's drinking and working, which is usual. Just, they, they, they go hand in hand. He's having an ale, and he's looking at this plate, and uh, his first, his first uh, you know, instinct is just, yeah, do some metallurgical probings. He's got a couple stones, and it's like a little gradient, right, of hardness of stone, and Mechanically, there's a lot of interesting things that can be used to test the hardness of materials and metals. But he actually, this is a pretty mundane kit. He just has a, a, a kind of a, a, a gradient of stones that he knows the hardness of each stone. And just by testing them one at a time, he can kind of achieve a certain level of certainty about the hardness of the of the alloy, which would give him some insight as to what metals go into it. So he's kind of just doing some diagnosis. Diagnosis. According Let's to be Bear- honest, he's already on his second oh, ale. According to Bear Dog. <laughs> yeah. He's too deep now. There's an empty glass there, and he goes, ah! Yeah, there's an empty, empty glass there to Bear Dog. Fill it up for yourself if you'd like. I brought two for myself, but we can share the rest. <laughs> that is definitely what happens. I mean, she's very suggestible in that way. You're just, oh, drink? Okay, cool. Yeah. He's, got his, social. he's got his jeweler's piece in. And she, she comes up to him, and she looks at the thing, she's mm, yes, it's made of metal. <laughs> mm. And she, she looks at him, and she says, Hey, back at the bottom of this very large tube, was it you that killed that captain or defeated him? Uh, are you referring to the Manatees incident? I, I, I'll give up one of my days, better job if it was your concern. Uh, oh, she, as, she, as he hastily pours she, another ale she reaches, <laughs> before no, she, he loses privilege. She, she, she pouring another man. Yeah. Last for the day. That's right. He's got to be his own stories. More right. man. Got to be his own stories. Like, like, no, she she takes a sip and goes, well, "No, this is good. It was a good, uh, strange choice." Um, and she she reaches into her pack and she pulls out the um, the captain's 
uh, King's Knife. Ooh. And she says, I believe you have earned this. Ah. She <laughs> yeah, he it takes it and he's like, hmm, much nicer than the one I made Scrim get. Uh, <laughs> make sure he's aware of that. Uh, and she says, an excellent gift. Try, uh, try not to read too much into what Scrimborn does. He does not know how to have friends. Ah, it's all in good fun. Scrim's, Scrim's a good lad, though salty. That area no, is not silenced from this area. <laughs> He's like, <laughs> he just starts laughing. He was laughing. not speaking quietly. He just starts laughing. Nor Friends, we're going to be in close uh, quarters for a couple days. Let's get off on the right foot. You uh, might want to come out at some point, though, because I think your bullet misses you. And you've only got an hour in there anyway. And then she gives him a, a, yeah. you know, a little toast. Cheers. Drains the drains entire it. thing, as you do, and then takes yeah. the cup with her as she leaves because she forgot. Do you know what weapon down. this knife is? Does it function mechanically as, like, a hatchet or... Short sword? I believe it a does knife. have mechanics. Um, mechanics of this thing. It's either a king's knife or Is it a trench knife? knife. Brass knife. knuckles of a spike? Yeah, let me... Use uh, those keys mm-hmm. or lose them? Give me one like second. Trench spike going on. You hear scrim bubbles and they go, better get good at using it for when you become a dwarven. <laughs> Do you want to fight him? She says as she comes out. Because I guess you could use it for that if you go in there now. Why don't you oh, just I, hit him? I still need him to turn mine into a scimitar. The shape of this blade is foreign to me. Uh, <laughs> as a druid, I cannot I receive know not. Uh, it is. It, it does have some uh, magic, magical uh, uh, sort of emanation from it, as uh, Mock holds it. Perhaps Bear didn't notice because she doesn't care. Oh, okay. Because she doesn't she care. Does. She's like cool, cool sharp knife. Cool sharp knife. It has symbolism. It's just a knife. Uh, it belongs to. Yeah. Hmm. Let's uh, let's. And this identifies something that specifically Drusen does. I know we we, we hand wave it a little bit, but. Uh, Mock says, we uh. Hand waved it. No. We actually do it by specific mechanics. We do, we do. It just it happens so naturally within the. Uh, yeah, there, it's, it's a very brief conversation that I, I don't. I want to. We don't always RP it, is what I'm saying. Oh, he. Uh, um, Say again? What are we talking about? Identification he puts a, of he puts a great deal of RP every single time we uh, we do it. It's, it's during a short rest. He does it. The words fly off of the uh, yes, fly yes, out of the air, a and, it, okay. and it falls into. Uh, falls there were the, the two methods of identifying magical objects. Yeah. One, you just as a short rest, you know it. The other one is you have to actually cast a spell. We decide early on. You got to cast that spell. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's good then. I just want to give credit to no, Kevin. I, the, I'm not trying to undermine. In my mind, it was something that happened fairly fluidly. Maybe it was a loot table thing that I'm thinking about, where things are just read off. Could be. Um, either way, Maybe last time, that's yeah. neither here nor there. Um, then, uh, th- though he senses that, uh, makes note of it, and is, and is deep in his projects, kind of uh, drinking more from his from his ale and uh, saying, uh, <coughs> calling out past the, the 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 sound barrier, which we know doesn't exist, to, to Jerusalem. He's like, <coughs> got something for you to take a look at in here, cousin. Drusen, when uh, when you've got the time, uh, a, a bit of energy back from your labors. I, as Mark is saying this, I want to give you a chance to respond. In a moment. I, as Mark is saying this, and he's holding this king's knife in his hand, he feels he feels a a resonation. Uh-oh. Uh oh. Mm. 
uh, and uh, like explosion brewing. It's just, it's just barely, but he feels it, and he feels just the slightest bit of uh, almost, you know, like uh, like like the, like static electricity. That 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 feeling of like like connection that's very very distant. But he but he feels it. It's not something that uh, he was expecting. Yeah, not something that his other magic items. Give me, yeah, give does. me some more reference here, right? Mock has actually had a lot of pretty amazing encounters, like the storm gems and opals, highly rare, highly magical things that he handles regularly. He possesses those on his corpus since we got them. They have not, like, he would sew them into his flesh like a diamond smuggler from Africa if he needed to. They're not leaving his body. Um, obviously, he's got a few powerful weapons that have added to his arsenal. If you can help me distinguish maybe some of the some of the relationship with those, which he uses mostly as functional tools, right? Like what's what's odd about this, and the reason it's notable to him yeah. is that it doesn't connect cleanly to those other experiences. Mm-hmm. When he holds it and he takes a deep breath in, and he feels that that feeling of of just a bit more oxygen moving throughout the body as you get that nice deep breath and just a little bit of a physiological response, he kind of just feels it in the blade as well. But mm-hmm. I mean, just. Sure. The slightest bit. Mach is, Mach is particularly attuned to these sorts of things. He's been spending a lot of time with with uh, uh, the Anvil and studying Durgeddon's work and, and understanding uh, magic, but especially as they are channeled through objects. Maybe, maybe Bearjaw then sees it as, like, she's walking out the door, like, you know, offering that final cheers, and he kind of goes to, like, put down the King's Knife and return to his work, and there's, like, this hesitation and, like, just regarding it. Okay, just because it's a small, a small kind of departure from the norm, for people who are who are sensitive to these kinds of things, again, this is in Mock's wheelhouse, the consistency of, of materials, how they're crafted, like a small departure when you're very aware of of, of and sensitive towards deviations, makes a big impact, and mm. it, it surely stops him in his tracks to see that. And he regards it for a moment, and then slowly sets it down. Before returning back to the plate, which is his current task at hand. Yes. Primary interest. So, um, significantly noted. Aww. All right. Aww. Is that coming back? Oh, yeah, go ahead. And you can bring it. I forget. I Mock <laughs> is spending time with the plate during. As the climb continues, Tristan's working with Mock on the thing, I assume. Yeah. Mock asks Aurora to spend a little time with Betsy on Bearjaw's recommendation. It's a couple more hours of climbing. Catch up with <gasps> Catches up with Oil Lane after a bit. You see Oil Lane come into focus. <laughs> like Huckleberry Finn just from up above. He's on the chain. He comes down. He's on the chain. What do you call work, boys? So, I mean, during that time, I'll do identify on the... Uh, the King's the Knife. King's oh, Knife and yeah. the non-belt. Yeah. Don't make, me, don't make me a liar. I cast identify on them. <laughs> okay, never mind. <laughs> You get it, man. I was in the bathroom. What did you guys say? No, I was just giving you credit for how much narrative flourish you give when identifying items. I mean, I will describe. I mean, you have done the description a lot of times. I have done it so many times. It is a consistent. Look through the floor. 
Any risks? Help, help, help me out a little bit there, Kev. Help me out a little bit. No. He sits in books, in the notes, he enters kind of a trance, and the words fly off the page. And he winds up on the page. Things enter up in the Symbols representing the magic in these various objects. Oh, okay. Thank you, sir. And what uh, is revealed? Well, the, start with the, with the knife. Um, Sword of Sir Man. The knife, it's actually, it's pretty simple. It's a fairly, um, it's a fairly, uh, um, it's a low-level enchantment. The magic isn't terribly strong in it. Um, and what you get is, it's a magic that, uh, uh, that simply augments uh, that augments the the natural magics of the wielder. The king's this this particular king's knife. Not all of them do this. Um, this particular king's knife grants the wielder who is attuned to it two extra uses of enlarge and invisibility. Should they already have those? Should abilities. they already have those? Abilities? One more Give it year. year. One more year. <laughs> <laughs> We're like three three sixty fifths of the way there, or something. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, we don't know if it's a kind of a, a progression, a rapidly. Yeah, you can turn invisible. You for don't like, know if it's or if it's like exponentially. Yeah, exponentially. Yeah, that is powerful for a burger. Ah, amazing. So, how how do you present this knowledge to Mock? This is so he says, this is yeah. not something oh, that is lightly communicated. It, yeah. of course, it invisibility. Transmutation, oh, very clever. Uh, uh, as you know, cousin, uh, those crafty dwergar uh, uh, can turn invisible, make themselves grow, something that's baked into their being by those evil mind flares that transformed them. This knife allows uh, one of them to use that ability more, but it's, some, it's uh, an ability you must have already. Uh, I suppose if I my, myself knew the spells of invisibility and enlargement, I could unlock it. But I've never learned those things, nor found any of the various objects that would allow me to. Uh, so in the meantime, there's a, a useful window into the kinds of items a, a Dwergar chooses to the Dwergar mindset, if you would. Maka regards this information with stony visage. He says, The Dwargar and all of their trinkets are filth. He says, uh, But thank you, Drusen, for the knowledge. And he says, I will consider more on this. How about the spine chopper? Spine baloney. The spine, the uh, the spine, the spine plate, baffle. The the it's the, a cross section. The phase plate. This is, if you remember, the reason you were specifically going for this was this was the uh, <clears throat> this was the the part of his body that he seemed to activate and then was able to pass through the metal structure of the uh, the metal and stone structure of the shaft here. Just walked right through the wall. Uh, and then was killed inside of it. Um, this item, uh, this item has that power in it. And I want to give you the name of an item, um, 
And I feel like I'm going nuts here because I swear I came up with this idea by actually looking at a magic item, but I didn't write it down in my notes. I wrote the notes for all the other things on his body into my notes, but not this one. Dimension. Bone. And I, I can't find it. it. No, I don't I think. Know where I it is. I, I don't. I'm not sure it does. But if you, if you can, then then by all means, please do. Uh, so. Was it a wondrous item? Well, I don't know, because I can't find it. So, but the, but, the, but, but the point is, I'll describe what it does, and I'll make up my own if I need to. I may have thought up the idea instead of, uh, instead of finding an actual item. So, uh, what it does is, it allows you to pass through solid walls when activated. Uh, I so believe you it had to chop it through your spine. But you do it. have to jam it into your torso and through your spine. Um, we just need seems to, like a good trade-off. We need to create a slot. Yeah, we need like a magician's box. Now only the first one of these slot of fate. You should call it because just eat it as a wild shape yeah. and then unwatch it. Once you're wearing it, you can just phase <laughs> into the other objects that get added to your body. So this is the only painful one. It's true. Anything else? Yes. Uh, so. What they allow you to do is they have one d4 charges that recharge at dawn, and as an action, you can. Uh, they require attunement. Uh, as an action, you can phase through non-magical walls for thirty seconds. Thirty seconds. Mm. One d4 charges. That's yeah. pretty cool. So that is the effect. However, Sagan, you get that in like a number of rounds. So by the five standard rounds. six seconds, if it'd be you're five inside rounds. a wall, can you see out of it? If it was in combat, it'd be five rounds. And can you affect outside the wall? We'll get to all of these things later when we actually end up using it, because you can't use it right now. Because in its current form, there isn't any way for you to activate its magical energies. This will need to be worked with and worked into a form that That's could right. be used. Uh, 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 from, from your first sort of looking at it, uh, uh, perhaps turning it into a ring might be the most... There's only a small part of it that it has that actual enchantment. The rest of it is all... The, the Dwergar sort of uh, magitech here to to power the ring from the body of the uh, of the host body. But much of that could be stripped away because it's very specific to that thing. And the actual magical part is fairly small. So it doesn't necessarily have to be a ring, but that's the most obvious application. Um, yeah. And doing maybe anything else would be more challenging. Rings are useful because they're really small and they're convenient to... Where if you it's don't need to be larger than ring, why would you make it? But it will take off. it'll yeah. take some work to to sort of turn that into a usable form. Could you make it into a gauntlet that we could then attach five other items to? And the answer you're is the answer is no. If you're inside the wall, you can't shoot out of it because the moment anything leaves your body in that D and D magical way that invisibility and other such spells seems to affect things that you are wearing. Um, as soon as something leaves your body, it essentially would strike the wall that it is inside. So if you were to fire an arrow from inside the wall, the arrow would leave your bow and then just thunk be inside the wall. One one uh, uh, exception for that is the druids can decide whether or not all their stuff comes with them, or when they wild shape, it all just drops to the ground, and when they come back, they're just buck naked. I mean, I have to imagine that even when a wizard casting invisibility, that they could choose to have it only affect their body, right? Like, you're enchanting... 
an area. Yeah, you choose. All right, all right. right? Trucin has only been casting invisibility on his extra beer guy this whole time. <laughs> this whole time. Uh, he caught him. Trucin, where are all your more practical, more powerful spells? Just, I'm using all the slots on invisibility. Constantly sweating with his concentration. Check. God, I'm so vain. That's why he goes so into his tent every night, guys. This is gonna be loud. Trucin, throw a fireball. I can only do cantrips. Why? Shut up. Shut up. That's why. <laughs> There's a certain spell that if it lasts longer than four hours, you should tell me. Does Demon Master have a gym I can go to? <laughs> Alright. So, after a bit, the brickstone uh, brick runs out and the journey upwards <laughs> continues. As every three hours or so, you reach, um, you reach a switchover point. And it's where you've reached the top the chain, you actually reach the top of it, and the excess chain that was pulling you up has been wound into a winching mechanism off to the side. And you have to pull a, uh, there's a big lever, and you have to make sure it's lined up just right, and you pull a lever, and it swaps the gear of your platform over to a new chain that is coming from up above. And then you're able to continue pulling that one and going up. So it's not one length of chain that goes all the way to the top. About every three hours or so, however much distance that is, but you don't have to worry about that. It's another length of chain that you're uh, continuing to, to go up. And uh, it takes a long time. And even Bearjaw does need some times to rest her arms and allow others to take up the slack as Bearjaw takes a bit to rest her arms, others grab it. I mean, it just moves around the group. Well, the, the, you established that it was too hard for, it required too much strength for a normal person to... An average person, yeah. Right. It, require, it, it, is, it is a hard, it is a hard pull. So Bearjaw doesn't have a lot to offer. Is, yeah. So it's yeah. Can't, unless but you can work together. But, but two oh, okay. people who couldn't normally do it okay. can work together. I'm just wondering if but, but not, would, you know, not for super long. I'm wondering if exhaustion would come up. Exhaustion may come up. As you are... <laughs> as you're continuing to ride up... Bearjaw needs to take a rest at some point and heal up. Yeah, there's plenty of time. It's, it, this is hours and hours and hours. Yeah. Yeah. Bearjaw take a short bear, rest, bear, bear, some hit die? Yeah. Bear yeah. taking a rest right now. Oh yeah, I'll, um, I'll do that. I'm, gonna, I'm just chain. calling it mm-hmm. in case of... I took a short rest because yep. I felt like it. Yeah. Yeah, there's a time for short it's rest. It's an hour's pass, I'm like, yeah. Baron... Sets, finds his corner <coughs> and uh, lays out his little bedroll and sets his pack down there and gets comfy and, uh, you know, he gets into the long haul. He rests. It's like, you're riding an elevator for a minute, you're going to stand there around there awkwardly. You're going to ride it for a couple days, you're going to get comfy. <laughs> Betsy on the way up has never gotten comfortable on this lift. She's she's visibly agitated. Mock's working with her occasionally. Out of realm. And uh, she's just, she's just out of her element here. And uh, as you get to the next switchover point, call it the third switchover point. You've been going up for nine hours, getting towards the end of what would be the first day here. Although I believe your plan is to continue to climb throughout the night as you take shifts. I mean, yeah, that's what you discussed. I guess we can do that. Um, And Tights is taking turns as well. Um, she's yeah, not she's remarkably strong. Um, some reason I thought she had a super strong golem body. Like, wasn't she like pushing into something like Vaz or something? 
into yes, mechanical or into like computer apparatus that uh, were designed. More like R two D two, like you know the yeah. thing. Now she had a great deal more power in the Casico Experimentation That's Center, true. which she did mention uh, when you guys were, were talking about it. That when she was there, her consciousness was still sort of uh, distributed throughout the facility. And her body uh, was drawing upon uh, uh, the the infrastructure that was built into that place. And the stolen body. Those strings. Yeah, yeah. And this body was. Totally. <laughs> I think Trucin's gonna cast magic any, mouth any that D &D says encouraging things D &D. while people pull. Second. Trucin's gonna create a magic mouth that just says encouraging things to whoever pulls. Yeah. It'll last forever. Hey. And no one can dispel it except for him. Uh, that, that's actually a real value. Morale <laughs> over days? That's got to be a back. It's got, got it. it. It's got it. Got it. No, no, no one wants to admit it. That. At the very <laughs> least, at the very least, there's a morale benefit at the two people pulling it get to commiserate yeah. on how miserable yeah, it is to wow. listen to this thing. Like your are really at the end of this? I heard that He only had like three encouragements. He could have put a few more in there. He could put 20 encouragements and it would be repetitive very quickly. I've heard a yank in my chain, but this is ridiculous. <laughs> it's like in a video right. game where you click because the character over and over again so, and they say five things and then so they explode so. <laughs> I'd like to say it's a That's four things in fact so as you rise up a couple things change the, the shaft uh, at about the six hour mark the shaft uh, outside of this I should say the um, uh, sorry We've got three circles going on here, right? Inner, yeah. outer. You have the immediate sort of uh, the platform immediate shaft. platform shaft where the, mm -hmm. your the, your elevator platform is actually attached where to. We ride. You have the you have the tower, which is a constructed structure that goes up, and then you have the cavern. The cavern, the the, the shaft that was dug out, um, uh, maybe a Vertical mixture of tower. dug out and natural. Well, that. Constricts in onto the tower. That constricts in onto the tower, and you get to a point where you can no longer see out past the uh, past the structure's walls. It Imagine seems. oil vein is the one forming in us this because I Baron can't see that far anyway. <laughs> He'll take like periodic trips, like just do like scouting up up the top. Up. So you're saying it's more like yeah, a cone? You can see a little bit past the edge. You can see when the walls uh, basically come in. There's no more seeing out. He's still on the taper. Yeah, I guess that's true. Because it's only 50 feet. He's But yeah, he can see when it starts to taper, and then, yeah, when it like tapers completely in, now this structure was just built up right through the stone. And there's no, there's no outer area from it. Hmm. Um, another couple switchovers. Ka-chunk, ka-chunk. Middle of the night. But what would be the middle of the night uh, for whoever's... I mean, I guess since you've been down here in the underdark, you've been having to keep it, artificial Give the dice a roll and see who's, who's pulling. If we're all... If, unless people are not taking yeah. shifts. I would say Bearjaw or Mock yeah. can do it alone. Otherwise, it's going to be pairs, at least. Yeah. Scrimcorn. Yeah, so who's she paired with? Yes. And Scrimcorn. Is paired with... Baron. Baron. Yeah. We're deep into some various True. theological discussions <laughs> about... <laughs> More than I can imagine. Baron's like, so are you really gonna fight against the septicemia? And like, he asked well, that question. Three and percussions be scream at like, let go of the chain and just be like, oh yeah, sorry. Like, <laughs> <laughs> just back and forth. And he asks a question. He's like, well, what do you mean by that? He's like, oh, the chain, the chain, keep the chain. Hyperproductive. And as you're discussing this, you notice a change in the feeling of the air around you. It's mm. probably scrimcorn that. Understands it most, but Baron can feel it too. It's been present for so many hours now that you almost forgot that you felt it when you originally entered this cavern. This 
this uh, uh, this feeling of uh, sort of magical enchantment that was uh, permeated throughout this area. Hmm. And uh, I believe it was Drustin or someone that's knowledgeable pointed out that it's likely what's holding back all of the plant growth and animal presence in this area. A good uh, a good utilitarian uh, uh, ward that would help protect a place like this from natural erosion and sure. uh, you know the, the, the effects of fungus, fungus. and critters and, and stuff. That seems to have suddenly just subsided. dissipated, subsided as you uh, have continued to rise up. It's not clear to you if uh, the magic here has failed in some way or if perhaps <laughs> it was never warded in that fashion. This project was never completed after all. Hmm. Interesting. Grandma, yeah. I say. Don't know if that's good or bad. Well, we haven't had any uh, visitors since we started our climb. Maybe we have to be worried about, you know, those little stalactite monsters or. Various other off. underdark critters. I was warding off any flora. Maybe we have to worry about the fauna now. Aye. Mm. Um, on that right, Scrim will take like an active, uh... Scrim says, Hey, do you hear anything? And, uh... uh do some active, uh, active perception just to see if we can hear, <laughs> like, I don't know, a cloaker? <laughs> just like... Sound of cloaker. A choker? Do you do you a hear cloakers, chokers, croakers? What else is Scrimcoin listening for? Give me more ideas. Um, <laughs> um, uh, a rain of magical items. <laughs> Baron got a, a reverse rust monster. I got twenty five. A Polish. Monster. Oh, are we just rolling our own checks? Or? Oh, um. Or would you take my? Well, I don't know. Oh, I rolled a nineteen. Oh, okay. There you go. Very good. <laughs> so, Scrimcorn. Does indeed, as you're continuing to rise up, you do have to stop moving the lift to have any right. chance of hearing anything. And that's as we mentioned, it is a racket. It is loud. Anyone who's been awake while we're on our turn pulling knows it's very been inconsistent progress. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good thing when other people wake up. There's no way to like tell it's how like much progress is silent. Happening. We're like, where's that? Oh, there it goes. There it goes again. Uh, and it's kind of like stops for five minutes, and all of a sudden, like, oh, we gotta hurry and catch up. But that only lasts maybe 30 seconds, and then back Whew. to the normal place. <laughs> so, yeah. Scrim, uh, as you listen, you think you can hear a little bit here and there, Baron? But Scrimcorn hears something he's very familiar with, which is bugs. Uh, that's what's been missing this whole time. It's just the ever-present, uh, uh, tiniest little, uh, uh, skittering and chittering, uh, and, and fluttering and, and buzz of just bugs that are everywhere in the world. Right? They're just there. They're present. They're not a problem. They're not necessarily pests. It's just... It's present. And that has been missing life. for it's this whole like time. Life manifests itself. It's, it's just yeah, how yeah. life sounds. And, and Scrim can hear in the stone beyond the wall, there's just, you know, there's just critters moving around. Creepies and crawlies against my eardrums. We're within 30 miles of the surface, you would say. I would think absolutely. Okay. Scrim says, I was trying to figure out how deep the Underdark is, and I did some Googling, and I couldn't find any definitive answer. I, I've seen, I mean, it is, I, there's probably some, like, intended ambiguity there. Yeah. But, like, layers and layers and layers, miles and miles. Like, how deep is the ocean? The deepest part of the ocean is, the ocean I think, uh, what, like, ten, like, whatever, five to ten miles? I, I don't yeah. know. It's, it's and like, Everest is only five miles up. Right, right. So, and like, it's like... You have, like, a few Everest. Like, I think it's much deeper than it is, than Everest is high, but I think 
the idea is... On average, the ocean is 2.3 miles deep. <laughs> so I think that the Underdark goes much deeper than the oceans would, but it's not like to the core. Right. But right. also to magical world. Anyway, so the, the answer is yes, much less than 30 miles. Perfect. Baron, check to see if there are any red dragons within 30 miles. Within 30 miles. That's the armor. <laughs> he There's uses his actions to discern the distance and direction of the closest red dragon within 30 miles of you. <laughs> you stop! What are you doing? Can't be used until the next dawn. Baron. Are there any red dragons nearby? The presence of a red dragon. The first time. Baron wait, wait, wait. senses the presence of a red dragon? Okay. This is Baron's like? first time. What does it feel like? What is it? What's, what, Baron? A burning sensation. What is, what is this? Uh, you can tell. Elation. This armor was originally crafted by dragon scale cultists. Yeah. <laughs> 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 or by dragon cultists. And so he feels like a, like a compulsion oh. in that direction. And, and so it is... The distance and direction of the closest. So it's right at the distance, like twenty-eight miles. Hmm. Uh, and it and is, then which way? Almost straight east, a little northeast. So not up. East. Like in a cave, I guess. <laughs> oh, I guess you get three dimensions in your direction. <laughs> like, goes, yeah, he no, has a, he has a uh, up, but mostly northeast. Okay, it's a dab. It's a dab. There's a red dragon about. 28 miles Bear's that way. Bear's he Bear's says, says, yeah. says, go back to sleep, Bear. <laughs> That's the first time that's worked. Is it coming for us? <laughs> well, I'll check again tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> if it's 27 miles from that direction. <laughs> it's like one mile. He's like, ah! <laughs> Good, good to know. It's like the ping. We got five minutes. Bing. <laughs> uh. Trims as well. Equally important. There are bugs around us. Are they? so weird. Are they good bugs or just bugs? Or? All bugs are good bugs. I disagree with that heartily. I've had some very bad bugs. <laughs> I can't know for sure you didn't do something to deserve whatever they did. <laughs> I wasn't aware that insects operated on <laughs> deserving. You have no idea how offensive you're being right now. <laughs> <laughs> and this, conti- this conversation continues for another... Oh, this is so cordial. <laughs> another couple of hours you're until their assigned shift pizza. ends and it shifts to another and then another. What a bear. And it's another half day or so up. No, actually, not on another half day or so. Get to another switchover point. Pull the big lever. Ka-chunk. In three hours. And it moves the gear, and the, it moves to another <clears throat> chain. Ka-chunk. Do a quick little inspection of the chain, the mechanisms, the lever. Make sure it's all hooked up properly. I assume Mox leading the charge on that, most likely. He has a certain process and step in place. It's just kind of like, he can't help himself, right? It's like, it's construction. This is the party where he doesn't wait for an invitation. Can we do a real quick go around, like, not even, like, interaction, but just picture what do people do on the elevator Exactly what I was about to ask. So, yeah, for, for most of this time... You know, we were, we're about a day into it. You got another you got another majority of the day to go before you reach the top, assuming there are no complications. And uh, uh, the but yeah, how are you how are you passing the majority of your time? And let's try 
a strategy that we brainstormed the other day. I can't remember when it was. But let's try going around the table and, and do this. We're going to do a little inspiration from Fiasco. And so what we're going to do is we're going to go around the table and you're going to say, we'll even do the format. This is Scrimcorn. And you say one thing. And you're trying to stick to one sentence. Maybe you need a second sentence just to make it make sense. But you're trying, like, just a statement. Um, and we'll go around multiple times in, until everyone passes. You just go until you're done. And the idea is you're just given a little bit. And this gives a chance for people to play off of maybe what someone else said on the previous time around. It gives you the chance to say that you're doing a bunch of different little things yeah. without taking a ton of time. And then if you're it gives done, you a chance to do that. that. Yeah, great. Yeah, you could tip, tip, tip your, uh, tip your Titan to show that you're, that you're sort of done um, Titan tippers. With, your, with your time around. Uh, I'm gonna take a volunteer for who wants to go first. Or we could roll the die. No, no. Scrim seemed like he was. Well, I put mine out. I some Dan, Dan's, yeah. Dan's ready to go. Um, so let's try to stick to the format. And uh, one sentence. Yeah. One sentence. Remember, you get you're gonna get a lot of chances. Right. So you want to fill in right. more detail. You will get the chance. But stick it to one sentence so that we get a quick variety. Perfect. Okay. Then yeah, I, I have a little bit of the story. So I'll just start with uh, this is Scrim uh, spending most of his time sitting. On the, towards the edge of the platform, just puffing away on his pipe. This is Baron uh, reviewing the dwarven m- mythos of the various gods and whatnot with Aurora. Mock spreads all of his equipment out and gives a careful inventory and a thorough maintenance to them all. This is Bearjaw seeing him do that and also does it except for the maintenance part. She really, she just sorts it all out into sharp objects and not sharp objects. This is Aurora having, uh, uh, finding all the spots where Betsy likes to be pet most. Slipping her hands sort of between the plates there and getting to some of that little flesh and, uh, mm-hmm. and Betsy leans into it. <laughs> Things like us. This is Vane sitting on the edge of the platform with his feet dangling off the edge, casting dancing lights and having them zoom up and down the shaft above and below. Drewston is going into an old journal and with the vellum pages and scraping away the notes. What? <laughs> um, uh, this is Scrim. Uh, maybe sitting uh, sides uh, sides over to his uh, to his brother, and is is puffing away clearly out of boredom so much that his stench is replaced by his 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 uh, swamp stench is has been replaced by like burning incense and root. He now smells like. He's been smoking too much. (laughs) 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 This is Baron sitting next to Oil Vane, dropping little bits of food or crumbs or something uh, that he has made magical off the edge of the platform. He's watching them fall. (laughs) Uh, This is... uh, Oil... uh, This is Mock also coming over to... uh, See what Oil Vane and Baron are doing. <laughs> and handing Oil Vane a hatchet that uh, Mock has had for a long time. You see the king's knife at his waist. 
and Orlean has taken some interest in weapons over over the, the few months. He gives him a solid axe. Uh, this is Berja noticing a what looks like a really long curved tusk amongst her items. And she picks it up and starts like hollowing out the middle of it. Just like the dried gristle in it, you know, like really scraping in there and it's got that noise of <laughs> and just tossing the bits over the edge. This is Taita oh, right. perusing with Jason's permission, but I assume we'll be okay. Uh, this is Taita. Me. This is Taita perusing <laughs> Zolmar's journal oh, yeah. of the the uh, the pages on uh, on teleportation and may um, I remind you because I just noticed this I took note that his journal is illuminated script bound in leather and lynx fur. That's right. So, what kind of fur? So, this is Taita. Let me augment that. Oh, this Lord. is Taita. Her face, her her head, aglow from the illuminated, oh, uh, illuminated, the illuminated script. That's not what illuminated means. What? It just means nicely illustrated. They really? Got fancy yeah. drawings everywhere. Illuminated? Does yeah. it mean <laughs> like illuminated manuscript is things that like monks in the 1500s did? Yeah. <laughs> well, when I said illuminated, back in Zolmar's thing, it's it was canon. glowing text. It's canon. He means there. I, it's I was in the same boat. Did not know this. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's sorry. Illuminated doesn't mean illuminated. Yeah. Anyway. Sorry. Be in the DD group, in the DD group, I'm running. Inflammable means flammable. I, 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 <laughs> this is uh, this is an interesting and stupid thing to learn because what I thought it was was way more exciting. Is it glowing script? It's glowing script. God damn it! And whatever whatever you want to call a rose by is still a rose. <laughs> Can it yeah, also have beautiful. a beautiful light? It is beautiful. These are examples Drawings, of illuminated yeah, I just I just posted it okay. to you. So, well, holy shit. So it means like the pages Drawings. are filled with... It was a style at that elaboration time. Elaboration. It's and, illuminated as in... Um, the first definition of illuminate is to light up. Right, but, uh, but an illuminated but, manuscript. But is... an illuminated manuscript can be called. You can use the word in either meaning with manuscript. But okay. clearly, the intention of the random text generator thing. Um, okay. So. If you want it to be magical light, that's cool too. Well, I that's like a... the way that looks too. It can be both. <laughs> it can be both. It can be both. And the and magic both. guy who likes puns. This is Taita. Head aglow from the illuminated, <laughs> illuminated manuscript. <laughs> or shorthand, an illuminated In manuscript. Zolmar's journal. In Zolmar's spellbook, actually. Um, and uh, just just okay, taking it in for the tenth time. For the tenth time. <laughs> Alright, oil vein. Uh, this is oil vein. He kind of hasn't really moved from that same position for a while. But he's got that axe that he got from Muck in his hand. And with his left hand, he's kind of doing like dexterous kind of like tricks with it. Tosses it to his shadow blood hand. <laughs> it just spins in 360 degree angles. And then he tosses it to his other hand. Does, you know, and he repeats that over and over again. Drewson finishes scraping the last page. That's how he used to erase things back in the day and scrape off the top layer of vellum. Deal with it. thin leather. And parentheses. And going back to the first blank page entitling uh, The Curse of Ladiguer, a case subheading. 
a case against Adric Amberhelm. <gasps> Subs up hitting 50 shades of green. <laughs> That's a separate one. That's a different uh, one. I'm supposed to see that little thing. <laughs> this is Scrim, uh, who has been sitting next to Baron and Oil, um, creating such a pig pen uh, cloud of pungent incense smoke. They need to roll yes no dies to see if they also reek of pungent incense. We took also, a long I'll just rest tell you already. Right now, I do. This is the second day. <laughs> yeah, everyone took a long rest. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes, no. So, what oh, you want him to roll? I want yes. to see if these guys can <laughs> leave. As yes, yes. As for to roll for as you. The, as the outer cone. Tapers, Sorry, I missed that. One more time. We're essentially hotboxing. We're getting high. <laughs> like the uh, room is as big as the platform, and you're smoking way too much. No, uh, it, it, it's just, this whole shaft is still there. Oh, that one. Um, it's yeah, the yeah, outer yeah, cave. Yeah, 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 that yeah, yeah, right. But, but. He's putting out a lot of smoke, so he is totally. not. Uh, he's not smoking psychedelic roll, roll stuff. He's just puffing away on he's his just like smoking. his just pungent like swampy incense. And it was a yes/no deny to see basically if you also reek of this. You do not. Oh, thank you. But he he's a basically boiling. He's a deep bath to the south. Uh, this is Bairn using a divination spell to try and try and awkwardly contact his god and inform him of the curse on the dwarves. It's not usually meant for that, but that's what he's attempting to do. Question. And that Ladiguerre was involved. Did you know about this? Ladiguerre. Because he seems like it's more than a sentence, but... So, god on god uh, action. This is, you know, god kicked up action. up to the next level of executive whatever. Gods intervening should be brought to the other gods' attention. You're tattling. Mock like the zone pipe and starts trying to counter, counter smoke <laughs> to just keep the fumes at bay. <laughs> at least surround that. himself in his own globe of protective dwarven smoke. That at least is familiar. Smoke screen, what am I saying? And uh, then... Uh, flags Drusen and Bear, one or both of them, as soon as they're available and he's done with his maintenance, so that they can count their wealth numerically and talk of the plans that they will use that wealth for. For dwarves love to enumerate their wealth and plan towards deployment. Um, Berta, having finally sorted all her stuff and, and has cleaned out this this horn. Sets to the task of scraping images into it. Calling it Scrimshaw would be way too, like... Which horn is it? To what? Oh, the horn. Um, the tusk. Do you, do you look at it and try to find out? Oh, no, I, I missed if you described where it I came didn't. from. Okay. It was a um, and <laughs> I'm just going to see how good she is at Oh, pretty good. Okay. So, yeah. Um, so, it's passable. Uh, anyone who looks at it, it's like things like there's a dragon on there, and there's a um, what looks kind of like like a crude version of the Elder Elemental Tempest is on there. A whole bunch of devils are on there. The Neolithids on there, and then these little figures that you know is like general pictogram versions of us on there too. And so that's that's. What she's she's working on. She's scrimming this thing. 
with like a sharp piece of bone or something. <laughs> ancient, doesn't have any. An ancient know. people's history. <laughs> Would Scrim stop from a smoking, or is he lost in that? Um, Would he engage in any other activities? Uh, if someone came up to him, yeah. Okay, this is Aurora. This is Aurora engaging in combat drills with Scrimcorn. Okay. As as this is Aurora saying again, as Scrimcorn flings a vine whip at her and she deflects it with her sword. She says again, and Scrimcorn and Scrimcorn summons uh, just. Summons uh, just a small uh, uh, a small creature to suddenly attack her from the side as she pivots to the side and slashes it down. She says again, and Scrimcorn wild shapes into uh, uh, a giant rat coming at her as she then kicks him in the uh, kicks him in the right. snoot. Rat face. Uh, and it's uh, again for hours on end. Uh, Scrimcorn obliges, uh, but uh, yeah. Um, this is uh, Oil Vein, having talked about some of the logistics of this trip, especially with the dwarves and the, the actual mechanics of the of the uh, the lift. And this is him using prestidigitation to maintain some of the temperature aspects of like the actual chain and the various gears that are connected to it, so that they don't overheat, or so that they're more comfortable for the pullers to like up and down, like. Roll up and down. Keep it running smoothly and comfortably. Houston, sensing mock behind him, quickly closes his journal. Not before mock seeing a blank page with only uh, a title at the top and frustrated circles around the blank area. The first for mock that says Adric's story in his own words. Mm. And then turns to help out mine. Do you want me to? I mean, should we stop? Yep. I'm, I'm not defining when you need to okay. stop. Okay. If um, you've got more story to tell, we're just going around until people have felt satisfied. Uh, this is Scrim, clearly not able to keep up with the stamina of a youthful, spunky dwarf with a lot to prove. <laughs> who, as she at one point shouts, Aurora shouts again, and Scrim says, that's enough for one day. Also, clearly fatigued by his overconsumption of swampy <laughs> insects. Good. And just that's enough, and kind of like stumbles out of the the brickstone uh, training room uh, to go sit down at the edge of the uh, platform again. It's immediately starts. <laughs> 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 Uh, this is Baron uh, sending a message, a sending to his father, um, saying, "Become aware of curse upon the dwarves, uh, turning to Dwergar in a year. Uh, sources Ladiguer, uh gems in the amulets of the seven daughters of Adric." <laughs> Sending it all, basically. <laughs> yes. I mean, send it to his father, so if someone yeah. else knows, they can start. Uh, this is mock. After inventory has been taken, <clears throat> the money's been counted, he turns to business and brings Aurora, a chunk of the less well-developed gems that remain in his pouch, 
and sets her to her test, and then goes to get high with Scrim <laughs> on the deep, on the underdark substances that were acquired. Halo. 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 Oh, this one. He obliges. Mm, um, this is Bearjaw taking the last of the black pigment that she's held onto and uh, grinding it into the um, the etch markings that she's made in this horn. And then wiping it all down so that only the, the black lines remain in the, you know, in the, know, the scratch markings on this. Uh, and then bringing it over to Boiling. And she says, this is for you. And she holds it out to him. She says, do you recognize this? What, what is this? <laughs> He's been, there's been a lot of second hand that's been. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot, there's a lot of stuff going on. Um, she says, this is the Orton Tusk that uh, you killed in Deep Amaska. And it's that big, it's that big, huge, like, devil thing, and it had these enormous tusks coming out of it, and she, she purposefully had snapped one off a ways back, and she just, so the Orton, the big one with the, whoa, fucking cool. (laughs) (laughs) It's fucking cool. It was fucking cool that you did that. He's like, he still had the, the hatchet in his hand, and he puts that on there. Those are all the <laughs> other fucking cool things you've done. He's, sweet. He's examining all the cool stuff that he's got. He's got, a, he's got an axe, and it's a happy birthday. It's your birthday, right? Well, oh, I don't remember. Thank you. This, this is... is... Well... Sorry. This is... Aurora in a brickstone. I assume you're creating them occasionally yeah. on this. You seem to be pretty loose with them. Drain stone, you know, this... bomb diffusing stone. <laughs> like, you know, hotbox stone. Hotbox yeah, stone. Like, library stone. Whatever. This is Aurora in the brickstone. Shit stone. With bare jaw, ground covered in thick, murky. Swamp summoned by Scrimcorn. As Aurora says, again! And Bearjaw and Aurora clash in a grappling motion, each trying to throw each other down into the muck. And she says, again! And they clash into each other. I'm doing pretty good. Mostly Bearjaw slamming Aurora down, but she's practicing throwing her weight in different ways. Bearjaw does not make it easy. Bag, Ow. her own bag, uh, with Mock's uncut gems, yeah. just tucked into the corner of the room. <laughs> Not a minute of work done. Not a minute. Of work. Uh, it's, uh, it's, it's her to the bag. That's the choice that she's making. Uh, this is uh, oil vein uh, holding Snoot, kind of out in front of him under his armpits of his forelegs, trying to get Snoot to socialize with Unga <laughs> and uh, Bet- Betsy. 
I'm trying to get them to sniff each other, and it's not working. It's not working. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Uh, Justin, after having uh, written Mock a quick uh, record of the fact that they have Uh, 61,000 gold pieces oh. and 3,000 gold worth of just treasure. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Which the means a total of 10,764 gold pieces per party member, not counting Aurora. Um, She's or Tyka, or Essen, or Grumbach. I mean, Aurora is a... Right, let me get, let me go. So I, my turn. Tristan doesn't get Aurora. She's an intern. Unpaid. Um... <laughs> He uh, then sees Baron occupied, uh, mock smoking with uh, Scrim and with his finger in the book on that page about Adrickson's story a couple times, steps up, <gasps> about to speak, takes a step back, steps up, remembering all the times they've shut him down about finding out Adric's side of things. Just a look of frustration growing on his face. So, so petulant. Fair. Uh, Baron, asleep in his bedroll <laughs> in the corner, in very close quarters, like everyone else is just around. But he's he's got his eye mask on, and his little like shoves a wax in his ears, and he's just out there. And a mumbled in his sleep, oh, my love. Oh. Oh. Why'd you make it so real? <laughs> Mock. This is Mock still with Scrim. High as a kite. Off of substances that they've only had no more than a dozen times. Uh, talking about why they give a shit, but more so talking about why they don't give a shit. Uh, you know, like... The septicemia, man, you know, maybe we're, I'm a fight with you guys, and like, Mock's like, my cousin's like, someone's gotta take care of him, like, by a bear, and he's just like, he's so powerful, but he's still a homebody, and like, you know, Dressin, look at he's like, trying to kill the world, uh, but like, do we really give a shit about all of this? Like, you know you'd leave tomorrow and never look back, and like, man, do I even wanna, and it goes. That's everybody. Uh, oh, that is everyone? Oh, sorry. Yeah. I missed, uh, I forgot one Taita thing I wanted to do. So this is Taita. Uh, this is Taita continuing to uh, use the the Ghostbusters uh, device to uh, take readings on Baron and actually just everyone. Yeah. And why not? Uh, just. Periodically taking readings and just continuing to go. Mm, interesting. Okay. All right. Mm. And uh, taking some uh, arcane notes during the ride up. How much time are we talking about? Two. Just give me an abstract. Right. Two, two days. Two, two days is, oh, the, yeah. is the ride. I, I will add that Mock in that time does some additional work on the plate. Nothing he can do crafting wise, but he does. He completes his work with the plate. What he can do now. Some sketching, preliminary estimations, plans. Some designs, the discussion with Justin. Um, 
And remember, if you forget anything, you can always say you did this during the thing. Cool. No, never Thank a problem. You. There's um, one dose of... You don't have to have said it. something. It's two days of two things days you did. Um, you rise up. Rise up. To another one of the switchover points. You must be... If the original time estimations are correct, which is really kind of anyone's guess at this point, uh, maybe two switchovers, two two lines, two chain lines from the top. The air has gotten noticeably different. It has felt, I wouldn't say fresher. It's a pretty stagnant little shaft in here, but it's but the pressure has actually changed as you gain elevation in here. And, uh, you know, it's just, you just, and there's perhaps a, a psychosomatic effect as you know that you're getting closer, that it feels fresher, whether or not it actually is. Everyone's kind of feeling it. There's this sense of anticipation and like, uh, you're gonna, you're going to breathe the surface air soon. Not that the dwarves are uncomfortable in them. Well, the dwarves like to paint themselves as like underdwellers. But that's really relative to surface dwellers. It's not like yeah. it's not like the dwarves can go infinitely down. They just feel better and better. They're kind of coming up into like ideal. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's like every fish lives at any depth, right? Like they're kind of coming into their ideal zone. Yeah. Right? Like yeah. they're feeling much better as well. Yeah, you like to be, you know, a half day's jaunt. From yeah, absolutely. Taking a stroll under the sun. If hey, we all hey. wanted to be deeper and deeper, we just go there. But that's not what we do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 All of your holds have doors on the surface. That's exactly right. The scrim says, "I don't mind caves like those are natural ecosystems teeming with life. I like them on the surface." <laughs> so, um, as you get to a switchover, you can immediately see there's a problem. The mechanism for this lever has chunks missing from it. The chain itself has just obviously visible structural integrity issues. Something has happened here. Passive investigation (laughs) tells you (laughs) any dwarf any dwarf certainly would know of up my notes. Harold, the angry gnome who comes and ruins things. <laughs> Harold! Any dwarf would know about iron mites. Uh, a pest. Uh, a pest that chews away at metal and uh, must be stamped out soon. If an, if, a, if an iron mite infestation is left unchecked, not only does it can it destroy the uh, the beautiful dwarven crafted uh, uh, artwork that uh, usually these stories are told in the context of, but that uh, in populated areas it's even worse because where iron mite infestations are, spiders will follow. The spiders. natural predators oh, of the iron mites. The there are uh, a variety of spider species that uh, that live. Uh, that are very good at maintaining a healthy iron mite uh, uh, sort of population to continue to feed off of them. Iron these are mite husbandry. The, yeah, the, essentially, these, yeah, these are, or something. Yeah, there's a spiders that uh, that have learned to. These are the weaker versions, weaker sorts of spiders that prey on things that eat metal. <laughs> Just a, a quick ballpark. What's the size of an iron mite, and what's the size of a spider that eats the iron mite? 
Since this is a well-known thing. Microscopic. And 20 feet wide. Yeah, it's like the like like yeah. it's, it's, it's an issue of uh, Darwinian dimorphism, I think, is uh, what we're talking about here. Who says natural world reclaiming think his territory? Krill and the blue whale. Krill and the Well, the iron might. Might. An iron mite is about an inch wide. It's a big, nasty beetle. A Jericho beetle. About an inch. Beautiful creature. It's got, uh, you know, it's like a, it's like a beetle. Ooh, what a handsome one. Mm. Oh yeah. Hey, glistening. What's the sound there? (laughs) Okay. That's terrible. This chain is not safe. To uh, someone said Darwinian dimorphism. Did someone else say that? You Someone said it. said it. I didn't say That's it. That's what Eric said. Eric, Eric said, said it. What is Darwinian it? dimorphism? We were Darwinian terrible about source attribution. Someone in the chat also said that. Darwinian? Maybe they were quoting you, or maybe they said it on their own. Darwinian I didn't see the order of offering. <laughs> Just saying, like, Darwinian dimorphism is Darwinian Anyway, anyway. There is damage here. It will take time to repair. This is repairable? Well, with the paints. Maybe, maybe not. If it could be repaired, it will take time. Mm. What do you all do? Take out the magic pigments. I'll think this will be a help. And it will will feed these starving iron mites. (laughs) Good on you, Dresden. I'll make nothing wrong with the iron mites eating this away after we pass through. Moth is torn between the sacrifice of really undoing the entire lift, but the maybe necessary step of taking the chain that they just used and trying to somehow redeploy it. Mm. Like, you could take the chain that we have just used, because it feeds up into here, and you could attach it to the broken chain and feed it through the mechanism back down and refix it. So you could, I mean, Moth sees it to do a replace job. But he also struggles with, like, the scorched earth technique of, like... That means that the floor below us... It's never going to be used again, and, I mean... Well, yeah. he's going to use it, the dwarf guy. Well, let's go into character. Let's go into character. He says, ah, he says, this is the work that's gone into this. This is this is deep mascotti work. Uh, says, not the chain and the lift. Not no, 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 but, like, the original project. The tower. The tower. The tower right. was. And he says, uh, he says, though time has passed... The work was done in good faith, and if there's ever to be any connection between the surface world and those below, this is the best chance at it. Are we to, to, to leave that to, to be? Do you really want those deeper mascara coming up to the surface? I mean, they, they already have a portal network set up. That's, they, they, that's been well established. This is for us to go to them. <laughs> and they're in the middle of sending a robot spy to the surface embedded in a group of adventurers. <laughs> what? The deeper mascara! It's their plot! What? Does what are you talking about? That He's talking about me, I believe. I I think it's an attempt at humor. Oh. <laughs> Colton destroying this. Uh, destroy Keep pulling the chain. This elevator is. Just make a face. <laughs> should maybe a conflict. It's a boon. It'll prevent anything from coming up after us. We've made many enemies down below. Hey, you're probably right. I, I struggle to do it on on principle alone, but. It is crafts of the Dwergar and probably would serve their benefit 
in the short term. Well, we should put a bomb on it and lower it I feel it that down. one day I should return here, though, and finish the construction of this lift. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Makes, oh no sense. Could... Makes no sense. All right, all right, let's do it. Let's... Once we return, let's get down to the tire first, and then here. <sighs> uh, let, let us know how we can help. Yeah. There's well, a there's the a lot chain we can do. has to be taken. How long are these chains? Like, really? Like, like five hundred feet, a thousand feet? Like, how high? What, 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 why are you asking? Let's, let's get at is, the point. The challenge is: we have a chain here, and we have the chain needs to be attached vastly high up into the air. Yeah, yeah. he had a plan. He yeah, yeah so we're gonna attach the chain and just use the the, the weak chain to feed the chain yeah. through. Without lifting the weight, without it lifting the weight of the lift and all the people on it, it doesn't need to be nearly as strong. So he's hoping that the compromised Splice. chain feed through, reconnect. Like basically, you take the okay, bone, but we have to extract the chain from whatever it's housed in, which will probably take even more. I thought the way oh, these chain could. things worked is like it, it it went up with the lift and was coiled there. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, but but every segment is its own chain. So you have an entire coil. At the current time, you have an entire length of chain right next to you on a winch. Right. From the one you just went up. Putin, why don't I he's help saying, you? Move that. Up. I'll help you do this without fear of falling. Uh, do you want to fly or climb? Well, I, says, no, I, I think we can do this on the ground. He says we need to we need to carefully remove the chain. From the winch where it's stored, and then from there, uh, it's simply a matter of, you know, some 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 careful fastening as we as we disassemble and reassemble the chain on the new winch. Hold it, let's do it. Um, and so yeah, I mean this is this is one of those things where like he hands out screwdrivers and everyone's like taking apart the winch of yeah that that's there. Um, I mean, again, doing how this, much, this length... How much work is it to physically pry it apart? I mean, the, yeah, that's some things. We've already... Mark has already been convinced that this doesn't have to be preserved for later. So Bear, Bear just speeds up the process by breaking a few things that need to be broken. Uh, and I imagine it's probably going to be the one to do some uh, some of the, the, the re-threading on the new chain. Mm. All right. Um, the size as, as he of the works winch on the, of the chain would have to be humongous. It's like larger <laughs> than this like room. It's a magic yes. world. Because it's like thousands of feet of fat, fat chain. Yes. Yeah. 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 Every every three hours of, of rising this, up this is, is another winch of, the, of that chain. Yeah. This is an enormous amount of metal. That's yes. It is. It is. It's metal. It's so metal. Yeah. <laughs> All right. A big job. It's a lot of physical labor. For this plan, this is what you guys are engaging in. It sounds like Monk is uh, leading yeah. the way here. Yeah. You got a couple things. So from this plan, it sounds like you need to you need to, to detach the chain from the current thing. You need to uh, rise it up over the whole length, and you need to do that in such a way that the current chain doesn't break. Right. Because if it does, you will now no longer have that length. Right. Uh, to go. The lift won't fall, but now there won't even be... A, a connection up to the sure. top next area. We have to find a way of manually threading through. Yeah, which mm. can, which is much more. Use oil vein. He can teleport up there. Yeah, or yeah. someone yes. can fly. Or someone yeah. can fly. Yeah. Someone. I can take people. One person with me when I use that. Oh, you have to climb the wall. You know, it's, 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 it's yeah. climb the rails. It's like there's there are some ways to get up there, but it's gonna be way harder. Than and if, the bullet's not climbing than up if the this wall. Works. <laughs> yeah. There's also you know the, the the maintenance tunnels over here might might have stairs essentially that go all the oh, way yeah, up, yeah. but that would be in a enormously sure. exhausting um, and slower way up. 
Yeah, I think, I think this is this is the, this is the shortcut if we can pull it off. Yeah, the other thing you need to do is the actual uh, 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 changeover mechanism is broken. Is ah, repair. okay, yeah, because um, it's it's been it's been deteriorating. How, how badly off is that? Is that also compromised by mites? Yeah, are we to change out? Do we have a, Yeah, I mean it's yeah. Well, I guess maybe we have parts of that. We do need the changeover. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. How's everyone uh, contributing to this here? How are you starting? You see this problem in front of you? I mean, Mark was I'll leave with that. He, he's working on the chain. I mean, again, you, you can't just. I mean, break, breaking a chain link is actually pretty easy, right? You take a broken link out and just taking one link out of the chain, now it's separated. Feeding that back in and locking it into a new chain, that's where you, I mean, again, are, are you just gonna like bend it in place? Or are you gonna kind of use any sort of, and so I would say mock, mock if he can get the assistance of some heat metal or, or, or some magical assistance, he wants to try to- pretty easy to seal the link on a train. Yeah, he wants to, yeah, exactly. He wants to, um, to actually uh, Melt forge. It. Forge the weak Sorry. chain and the strong chain together to reduce the chance of like any sort of slippage, um, and just improve their odds of that threading going well. So that's what he'd like to work on that detachment or reattachment. Okay. Uh, so can you create some flame kind of thing for him? I mean, the paint seems the most surefire way of doing it, frankly. The paint to do oh. what part? Paint a link. There's a broken chain link. You paint it so now it's consistent metal. That's ah, he was asking for heat metal. But the oh, oh well, he yeah, or, that's yeah. A great solution I mean, too, rather than paint. doing a whole foraging thing and welding, we can just. Oh well, of course the dwarves as, are going to go the forge method, long, well, not the as long as that's paint strong method. enough. I don't again the the, 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 the paint the paints of, are weak. We've established. Yeah. So uh, how does the paint the strength stack up to a link of the iron chain? Mock should have a sense for that. Is um, that good enough? You know, if you're just doing a, a small like, thing one, like one, that, a piece of metal like yeah. this big. Yeah, if yeah, only there was yeah. a phrase yeah. talking about the strength of a single link and that being important for a chain. It's a strong. Uh, uh, yeah, the, the, the paints would be suitable for suitable for for a link for a link. Okay, then yes, we'll much, much better solution. I'll brainstorm. Much better solution. <laughs> um, okay, then uh, then. Then for that, uh, uh, using the paints for that particular application, I'll call that an automatic success. Um, uh, for your, uh, for attaching that, you've got a real sturdy connection. Who's doing the paints? Let's get a quick little. I mean, sure, Baron's idea is not very hard. Baron's the much like we get a forge. You get this like, he's like okay. Draw it there. I mean, it's, it's, he's dealing with a piece of metal like about this big. He's going, eh, 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 eh. Yeah, I mean, that looks about it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I feel like everybody has moments where they're like, oh, I gotta do this. And like, someone just comes along and paints the thing for them. They're like, paints. Paints. Paints are so amazing. All right. So, as you're all, it is. As everyone's starting to begin working on that, you hear the chittering, clattering. Mm. That's not me! And then you see, coming from the edge here, multiple spiders pouring out of one of the areas to see what the commotion is about. What's the size of these spiders that we're seeing? Like, soda can size? These spiders spiders. uh, spiders are about the size of a dwarf. 
Oh Motherfucker. god. Medium size. God damn it. <laughs> They're just <laughs> medium size spiders. They're just medium size. Dwarves are small. In the, in the scale like of all creation, they are Mechanically, medium. Mechanically, they are medium. Well, I know that. I'm just saying, okay. you know. Yeah. Not that. There could have well, been a Goliath spider. I'll see spiders. Uh. Oh, and when you say spiders come out, uh, do we get like a rough number if I eyeball them? Like. Well, there are three. More now than five. Now there are four. Ten. More than 20? Now Shrewdress. there are five. Shrewdress, we there might not have to invite them. Spiders. We might not have to invite them. She need to go up one link in the food chain. He is going to wild shape into a something that eater. is a, a, Ooh, a giant salamander. A very clear uh, predator of spiders that would be in this locale. That With they would centipede. be like. That they would be. Oh, what? Big Tunnel centipede. Snakes. Like so a, what? a cave centipede would do it. Tunnel snake. Big caper. Uh, I like the requirement. Like, you have to have seen this creature before. Right. Uh, yeah. I mean, but you did, did walk more... through the Underdark for days and days. That's right? true. To get to the Neothelian. So what did you see? I feel like oh, a oh, like, oh, I like oh, a centipede. Or oh, a fish man. Oh. You decide. Uh, centipede. A, a giant coiled centipede that loves spiders. Nice. Okay. Looks hungry. And what do you do? Um, and he does not try to kill them all. He tries to lock them down. So he's moving over to them? He is moving towards them in a menacing way. So he's going to like slip. So, uh, so there are catwalks, by the way. Okay. I mentioned this in passing earlier, but every time there's a changeover, there's like little walkways. Yeah, we'll just say one. One walkway. What do you call it? All right, it's like a scaffolding. Yeah, like, well, no, yeah, catwalk. Yeah. Catwalk's the right word. It's a catwalk. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so it's a catwalk that goes to the side to access these other areas in case the changeover point were broken. You need to do maintenance and stuff. So, oh, also, it's how you get to the winching mechanism. Or like so one side goes to the winching, one side goes to the maintenance area. The maintenance area is where the spiders are. And uh, so, yeah, you slither on over. Slither? Skitter. Skitter. With his many legs. Skitter on over um, towards the spiders. His goal is to shock, awe, and intimidate. Over. I was about to say, this is going to be an intimidate skill check with advantage for using your wild shape. Um, if he eats a spider, can we say he's good on food for the day? He's going to give it extra food. We all mark one ration saved. Because yeah. uh, you're still tracking that, right? Still tracking your rations. Oh, yeah. he provides and the weight of gold. Of Checking them off. And the weight of gold. for everyone. Spider-Man uh, piles of new weapons that Mox just putting in his backpack every day. What is the DC? Oh, uh, the DC to scare a, a bunch of spiders on their home turf uh, when oh, they have a numbers advantage, but you are a natural predator. Uh, that's a medium. 15. Oh, What's you that? There. A you plus did. zero, you say? Oh! <laughs> now, please roll a wisdom saving throw, DC 12. Oh no! Greg's been luring me! <laughs> <laughs> I think the step to see me is on to us. Greg. <laughs> All right. I'm getting then closer and closer. Stop. Stop. <laughs> no. Bad me. Maybe next week. Oh, but I kind of want to go. Just you don't want to know. You don't want to fly. You don't want to flying. Scrim corn. Uh, Scrimipede. Skip this kid. Like yeah, yeah, right? On the stage. Yeah. What'd you say? That was success. Was oh, success. Yeah, yeah. Yes, it was success. <laughs> he he exactly <laughs> met the difficulty. So, Scrimipede uh, heads on over and just, he does a centipede thing. What's important here is that you act and look like a natural predator of the spiders. 
You know, the yeah. risk is they get a sense that you're trying to fool them. And perhaps yeah. these are more intelligent spiders. Feed. But uh, yeah, Scrimcorn's over there, skittering, you know, chittering and chattering and and clacking and clittering. And you guys don't move. I'm gonna move with my family. Don't do that. With me and all my centipedes. You're only going to attract them if you do that. So he, uh, and it works. The spiders start drawing back. They're not like completely retreating, but like he's got the, he's got the intimidation down. They are staying out of his territory for now. Tristan is going to cast Grease on the big winch to speed the chain. You grease the gears. He takes out his eel horn. And the goo of the slime lords of you guess something or other appears on the 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 chain and the gears and suddenly the chain is going through that winch like a nicely done like nicely a done through centipede through, through spider webs. Spider webs. <laughs> Call that an automatic success uh, for a uh, uh, well. Mm, 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 yeah. Yeah, let's call it that. Um, we need something to grease these gears. Yeah, we'll go with that. And uh, yeah, it greases up the uh, greases up the winch, making it very easy to uh, sort of get that length off. That challenge of, as Sam was saying, like it's a huge thing, like massive length of chain, like just getting it to move. Like there's a lot of like, but with the grease there, it just like it just slides. That's massive and greasy. <laughs> well, yeah, you, you you do not want to handle this chain yeah. much because I did put ten square feet of grease on this. Oh, but it, <laughs> I just you did grease. <laughs> We're just like pulling it out of the cubes. <laughs> and uh, so you've got it uh, linked up. You've got uh, the spiders on the defensive here, and you've got the winch sort of behaving. You've got to get it up, Mock, and you've got to repair Mock this lever. I wants to use. His sensibilities, because again, whoever's going to be feeding this chain through has to do it delicately. Right. He would like to do that. Okay, you went first. Sort yeah, 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 yeah. No, I'm, I'm just vocalizing that. However, it plays in whatever order. Gotcha. Uh, what are you doing? Holy. Is everyone else gone yet? Yeah. No. You have a brains. You want to wait? Oh, okay. There. Delays. Uh, <laughs> you got spiders, you got winches. Bearjaw. We got a bullet. Uh, Bearjaw uh, readies an attack for any spiders uh, coming closer. So she's uh, watching out and she's doing perception here to try to look for things that Scrimcorn's not holding back. Mm, sure. I, that, I, was, I was thinking more like she's looking at the spiders she can already see, and if they're they're, they're, they're held them. back well right now. There's not much uh, immediate value in 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 doing that in the moment because he's got it really well uh, held you back there. Cut, uh, uh, mm. Well, we don't need them right now. It is. It is how Scrimcorn got over there. We doubled, we doubled down on so the scorched earth. We should just abandon yeah, Scrimcorn. We don't need all. it. We don't need it. Just okay, then give me a perception check. He's having a set of senior coming. Perception, oh, so this is a uh, perception. So you're looking out for, uh, uh, you're watching out to strike down. Hang on, let me give it the difficulty. Let's try and do it. Um, the, uh, uh, you got light in here. It's a 12. 21. 
Oh, okay, that's a lot. Beautiful. You have a high perception. Nope, just rolled well. Wow. <laughs> um, Terrible. Uh, there are a couple of spiders that are suddenly just on the edge of the platform, right where you are. Uh, uh, Assholes. As you're looking around, it's on the opposite side. Scrimcoin's over here. They webbed down. But off to the side, suddenly a spider comes up from underneath the platform, and Bearjaw's ready, just... I mean, it's gonna be with with a... I can't remember your weapon's name. A hammer? The hammer of all souls. The hammer of all souls. Boom! Just, uh, you don't have to kill it, you just have to knock its feet off, and then it ah, falls oh, no, down. No, no. Playing spider I mean, polo. She, if, if the option is available to squish it, she'll squish it. I mean, okay, then she squishes it. Yeah. You squish an innocent hmm. Yes. Offensive. Now, do you have something? You could have a talk with her later. You don't have to. Teach her, her, teach her your ways. If there isn't an obvious way you could contribute, sometimes it's like, I use my endurance to hold the brazier up. Yeah, you can also help. You can as, you can as, you can assist Mock in, in doing okay. what he's doing. Uh, he is... I mean, if you actually can get up to the next winch, like, I don't know what... Gave That's way, 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 way far. Okay. Not in one teleport, but over time, if you spent a lot of time in spells. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Yeah, he'll help move some of the chain stuff. Like, uh, it's a very greasy chain. Uh, but his uh, shadow blood arm is, uh, you know. Already naturally lubricated? It's already natural. Well, it, you know. It's like lubrication resistance? Exactly. It's kind of just like he's able to kind of manipulate it in a way that it's not, it doesn't feel so greasy. He can kind of, like, when it gets a little bit hard to control for everyone else, he kind of helps steer it in the right position. So. Yeah. I mean, Countering. there's a reason that there's like eight firemen on a fire hose when they're trying to use it. It's just enormous and heavy. Yeah. Absolutely physical help for this would be useful. Sure. All right. Provide advantage from Mock over here. I mean, oil vein has kind of like a an oil-based elemental aspect. Yeah. So he's like resistant to oil-based, you know, <laughs> obstacles. <laughs> Mock's like, I can't get my hands on it. You're like, just for this problem. Really. All right, so you had an idea here. Yeah, Mock is... This is a little bit like like an angler, kind of like delicately fishing. There's a little bit of play here where he, he's he got like the weak chain and he's got the good chain. He's like he's like trying to, as much as possible, like feed, like physically feed, like lift the chain up so he's not actually pulling down on the other side, right? The more weight you're putting on like the corroded uh, chain, more ch- chance you are to break it. So he's trying to kind of lift it and carefully feed it through. So it's just like a delicate action, and like oil veins, they're kind of supporting the slack, just feeding it to him. He's kind of like in his zone, just slowly <laughs> like working it through, fingertips just concentrating. It's about delicate use of hands. Are we talking like sleight of hand here? Uh, what's the dexterity? It's dexterity base. Um, Is there any yeah. kind of a Side skill that would be appropriate? Is yeah. it explicit? We've looked at this before because there was it's some the DM, GM magic tricks I've heard might also call for a dexterity Close up magic. to determine whether you can lift a coin purse off another person or slip something out of another person's pocket. There is it, a little bit of a light fingered aspect, but it really is it really is with a heavy stealth angle to it. it I mean, um, they, the way they say it, if you're not proficient, it doesn't matter. I like breaking dexterity. out of what they suggest. It can just be yeah, a dexterity, dexterity check with no proficiency. Yeah, yeah that, that's absolutely true too. Um, yeah. Whatever you. The, the, the thing is, this feels to me 
like narratively, it draws a lot from the delicate touch that Mock is very good at. It is crafting. This is the problem good. we keep having. Dexterity crafting, yeah. Where, where we don't have the skill that represents something that Mock is, is narratively. It's like, the, how, okay, there should be yeah, like a skill right. of, you're good I'm at moving couches. You're right. That is the mechanics of how you do it. It's a dexterity check with proficiency. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I will, I will roll that. As Unnamed. He, as he sits here, it's kind of like Unnamed. in the center of it all. That's right. That's their sort of mechanic for handling right. a sort of ad hoc made up skill. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Right. And it's well, like, whether it's proficiency with a tool or proficiency with kind of like, yeah, like the, the, the feel of it, whatever the context may be. Whoa. Whoa. Gone forever. I'm going to re-roll this guy. That one is. Yeah, that off one the is, table. That one is as it stands. Uh, oh, coincidentally, lucky number 11. Well, actually, not so lucky. But, um, so that's going to be 12. Oh, I didn't give the difficulty. Oh, you didn't. But, uh, but this, but this is, uh, uh, but this is, this is moderate. So this is a 15. Okay. So, um, I fail. Yeah. Um, Failure. Stuck Mock broke. Mock can feel Mock can feel a catch. Like he's using the delicate touch so that it doesn't like apply too much pressure and just cause the whole fucking thing to right. like fail yeah. spectacularly, right? And he feels it. He feels the like danger. Yeah. Like something either went wrong, miscalculated, it's hard to say at the moment, but something has gone wrong and if like if you try to like force through this Quick question. It's likely have we gotten the good chain up high enough where it's engaged in the top, so we have like a scalable good chain where like Bearjaw could maybe climb up a good chain, or is it is the only chain feeding through the top mechanism still corroded chain, yeah. and we really don't want to put on weight on either side? What was your result? Uh, Twelve. You've got it. You feel like you, you you're certain. Because you know the length that you've been pulling. Yeah. Uh, that you've got it. You've got it past that midpoint. Like the good chain has engaged uh, at the top area, but it still needs to be like you know pulled down the other way. He looks at oil vein. He looks at. He's like, someone's got to go up, and, that, and that's quite a climb. I, I can help with that. He can fly up. It's a little easier. Who? Will you go do the work? I've got to manage here from below. I can try. Will, will someone come with me? Will they? Will they come with me? I'll go with you. See, it's gonna cast Fly as a fourth level spell, which lets me cast it on another person. Ooh, now you're like Whoa. Superman and Lois Lane. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it goes into our mind. Tonga skitters over to us, and her green glow extends to us. And uh, to uh, from each of our uh, backsprout, who's going? Who's raven going? wings, the two of us. Oh, oil vein. All right, magic bros. Oh, Up oh. they go. Scorn's <laughs> like, I'm the magic bro. <laughs> does that mean he's not my bro, or does it mean now we're three brothers? How fast <laughs> can you fly? Sixty feet per round. And how? Ten uh, feet per second. And how uh, Jeez, uh, how long does it last? Uh, ten minutes. That you could actually go. Okay. How many times can you cast it? Uh, on the two of us, twice. You, also, that's your movement speed, so you could actually be going 120 feet per round. Oh, that's could, true. What so we can dash 120 feet around. Send it as in Featherfall, or do you fall? No, you fall. <laughs> so or he can chain. teleport us. If it runs, or yeah. Down a chain. yeah. So we can go 120 feet around for ten minutes. 
So hundred feet times, times ten is a thousand two hundred feet times ten. You go twelve thousand feet per casting. That's too much. You need to get twenty-one thousand feet up. Twelve thousand, so we can get up and then just hang out up there until they yeah. catch us. There should be a yep. walk up there if it's yeah. So we can fly up there in yeah. twenty minutes, and then if we need to, we can just take a long rest. Of the day. I mean, <laughs> if it's like this one was, there should be another catwalk you can yeah. hang out, and more spiders in an iron. And if we get even close, you can teleport us up to the platform. Yeah. And we can do a, two, a thing too, is like if we want to fall back down, and I can just teleport yeah. like five feet up. Yeah, exactly. Or I can cast a I don't know. You can save yourself preserved. from fall, a fall by teleporting. No, I saw that with, in WoW with Blink. If you're like, yeah. you just blink the last second you're falling. Or if you can <laughs> right. oh, Cancels all momentum. I also realized the staff right. of power, I have levitate. Oh. <laughs> that seems pretty useful. It's just real. So, anyways, with our big raven's wings sharing Anga with us, because she's an axolotl, we start flying up. All right. It's only about 20 minutes. (laughs) Pretty quick flight up. But I mean, feels long for us down here with the spider. Imagine (laughs) Bearjaw's a little busier than she was. Scrimcore just going down these things. Bearjaw's only she's 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 getting a a, a couple of hungry and poor as they come. It's 20 minutes into Scrim's uh, wild shape. Actually, it was probably about uh, uh, it's probably another 10, 15 minutes of pulling the chain before you got to that thing. So Scrimcorn's more than halfway through his wild shape over there. yeah, Drewston and Oilvane can only get to the top there. It's about four miles up, by the way, um, to the next winch. So now we have a definition. It's a shitload of miles to the Hunter Park. Okay. Wait, how long that is enormous. Why this scenario forced me to do some quick math. Wait, how long did you All say I've been wild shape? Good lord. About, about 35 minutes. Yeah. Four miles be, of chain? I can chain. be for four hours. But this isn't oh, four hours. Chain. I thought you were going to do one hour. I just like okay. okay, so, so, so you guys are... Uh, you guys are flying up as fast as you can. It's yeah, this like chain winch fills most of the interior wait, of this wait, tower. Wait, Shusha, let's look. Give, give me the flying pose. Let's do this. Like this? Like, how do you pose yeah, when you're flying so fast? Is it two arms? Is it, uh, is it a bullet? Like this? Bullet. It's a bullet. bullet. Yeah. Yeah. The wings are not actually attached to our bodies. It's this like green glow around it. The wings are attached to the green glow. You have to actively flap your so arms. So it's, <laughs> it's more like uh, the magic is flapping us up. So our bodies are kind of almost at rest a little bit. Mm. And the wings are no longer. Anga is like just sweating. <laughs> <laughs> and and Drewston's like, ah. oh, like... Is it like the <laughs> Ace Grace kind where you're just like being supported from the middle of your back and just like dangling lazily yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that feels natural. Like, uh, but you know, we're just like, I feel like we're just focused on like keeping our... Well, I'm focused on keeping my concentration. Alright. You get to... Of 20 minutes. Actually, 10 minutes up. You have to stop and rest at one of the little, like, oh, little yeah, so side yeah. maintenance platforms. Dristan works with Anga. Maybe a little bit of cajoling. Gets it going again and whoosh, all the way up. And uh, you get to the next catwalk. Um, the next uh, changeover point where there's a lever on the side for the switchover mechanism. You can see, fortunately that the chain that goes up the next length appears to be nicely intact. It doesn't seem to have any of the damage a local um, from, uh, from below. And when you're up here, you can see the issue. Sure enough, I mean, this was 
you had hooked it up the best you uh, the best you could, but it had to like go through mechanisms with no one observing, and it's a simple thing. I mean, it's just it just came up, it twisted, uh, it twisted, you know, at a uh, as it was going up, causing it to not feed through a mechanism that it needed to, and just got stuck. And sure, and yeah, if you had yanked from the bottom, it wouldn't have worked. That that busted chain would have snapped before it would have forced this thing through. But it's no, a trivial matter. Four miles of chain raining down upon us. <laughs> <laughs> extremely yeah. deadly. Yeah. We say not good quality chain, not good enough quality to hold four miles of chain. <laughs> yes. This is like a space elevator. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, so, there are, however, so okay, uh, your ears pop, uh, a chain is a length equal to 66 feet. Mm-hmm. So in four miles, that's 320 chains, it turns out. Gotcha. Just so, so everyone knows. Chain, chain, uh, chain. I don't understand that definition. I don't but know either. <laughs> yeah. I typed in four miles of if chain you bought and it gave some me equivalency. Gotcha. So the, uh, at the top, it's simple enough to fix it with your hands once you're there. You just, uh, you, you get there. You've got a, a couple minutes of fly left while you're, uh, while you're up there. So you're able to, even while flying, just go and sort of fix the mechanism. And as you, as you sort of pull it and, and start, you know, feeding the chain down, very quickly, the people on the bottom feel it. Oh, or it's Mock mainly. He feels that it's moving again, and Mock takes uh, takes on the work of uh, feeding it through. Uh, Drewston and Oil Vein. Do we see anything while we're up here, by the way? You're there for another, you know, threats. 15 minutes of uh, watching this chain sort of feed through as you just sit on the next catwalk up and just see the chain keep going. There were a couple times where it would have got caught again, but here you are, like, you're able to feed it. Mock, you feel that slight, like, Resistance and then right. oh, it's smooth again. And uh, before long, my boy Blue, before long, and about a dozen uh, splattered spiders later, yeah. uh, you've got the rest of the chain looped all the way around. Insert that uh, painted chain from there. It's a yeah, simple matter of detaching a chain, hooking it up, completing the circle here. And ditching the uh, uh, actually, I guess the busted chain is just kind of sitting parallel to the other. We chain. probably wrap it up around the spool that we, we pillage it from, and just for storage. Oh yeah, yeah. You can keep running the chain and then sort of wind it up yep. there. This whole process takes maybe in the end two and a half hours or so because there's a lot of just like now you got to wind up the wind other up chain. The and like the feeding. You guys have been sitting up there. You knew it would be a while before it came, but about an hour later, about an hour. About an hour and a half after you were up there and had originally fixed the chain, the uh, you can see the chain now uh, uh, the chain now moving up and routing a different direction. It is now being pulled to lift uh, to lift up the lift. The mechanism up top causes the winch to rotate and uh, and suck the chain in, meaning or, you know capture the length of the chain. You know that the lift must be rising up. Mm. Rising, rising. And of course, it's another three hours until you see your friends again yeah. as uh, hand over hand. Yeah. One, one arm over arm. Goliath bicep at a time. One Goliath bicep at a time. This is the best workout she's ever had. <laughs> Without a doubt. And uh, this will be another story for the, uh, for the moots. And Lifter of the elevator. Good job, Lottos. The elevator. And you get and meet back up with your allies. What were you two doing up here all this whole time? What were we doing? Talking about bad dads. <laughs> Talking <laughs> about bad dads. 
Like your plans the, on how to the next length punish them. The next length of of, of shaft as you rise up, because you switch it over again once you get to the top here. Yeah. Probably relieved to be now on like another chain that was built this way to be this one instead of jury rigged to be in the thing. You're like you're back on the happy path of the way it was meant to be used. Box not a hot swapper by nature. <laughs> yeah. And uh, this one feels different as you're pulling it. The 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 sort of resistance on the, the, the chain is a little bit different. The gearing feels a little bit different. There's just you've been doing this for so long, each of you have pulled this that you know just you can you can tell that something's different about this length, and it becomes obvious only an hour and a half later when you reach the top of this length, of, of this length of chain, and there is no switchover gear, because when you get up there, it opens up into an expanding cave. They're actually, so it opens up into a catwalk that goes forward, the same direction that you came into this place originally at the very bottom with a big doorway in this metal stone structure opening up into a natural cave heading out. You have reached the top. Incredible. I kind of want to go back down. And we'll continue next week. (laughs) Baron. Yes, Baron. Baron. Checks to see where that red dragon is today. (laughs) (laughs) It is. Next week. Inside the cavern. It appears to be about the same location it was the previous day. Great. So we'd have to do some. Stay, stay stay no trigger, we'd have to do some trigonometry to yeah. determine the number we've, of miles. We've definitely gotten closer. If up, it, was up that it, way. it seems to be about you know on the surface. Now you're certain, and uh, somewhere uh, east. Yeah, always. But not right. super far because you were quite a number of miles deep, yeah. accounting for some of that. Yeah, twenty-eight miles of hypotenuse. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> we went a little over four miles up. Hey, the most math I was only in that last. Only in that last. Oh, that's one each. Oh, each switchover is four miles. Okay. He did that a while miles. ago. You give us that vertical distance. We'll know exactly how far that thing is from us. <laughs> and if I do it wrong, you'd be like, "Oh, the dragon's like six feet now." <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> I know. You're like, he's waiting oh, for us. Oh. Good lord, go back down. My coat is yours.